Hey, you guys, and welcome Saturday night, the final Mandalorian roundtable. I am Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars, and we are just going to have a banging time um, talking about the finale of The Mandalorian, the last episode ever. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, they're not, not, not going to make any more Star Wars, especially not for Disney Plus. There's just no more content coming. Hey, hey, you haven't got Windows. You don't want <laughs> to talk. Sorry, sorry. Fine. Um, we've got Riley Silverman here. We've got uh, Tom Chansky. We've got Steve Malk down in Australia. We've got Maggie somewhere in America. Maria, and then behind. This very well-placed advertisement. Sal, <laughs> hey, Sal, Sal, mate, I've got to shift some T-shirts. We're leading into Christmas. <laughs> so can I just leave that up there for just a little bit? Hey? I guess, man. I mean. All right. Whatever. It's, be- it's better I'll than someone spewing. Now you're getting vomited on. So <laughs> what, what, what's better? You Advertising I have kids. or vomit? Hey? Yeah. What do you reckon? I got two kids, man. I know you're, you're, you're on the one kid. I've done it twice, so, uh, you know, you don't scare me. Yeah, people that do it twice, it's like, really? It, did you learn nothing? <laughs> I learned everything. Okay. Everything. Now, um, Corey might join us later on. There might be a special appearance. So, um, but but, he, but he's he's there in our hearts and on the side of the screen. <laughs> Yeah, I'm wearing, I'm wearing a beanie, so if he doesn't show up, at least Hold the on. beanie is present on the show. Yes, right. excellent. Um, I mean, okay. I'm more concerned if if Corey and Noah don't show up, are we still allowed to use the clips? <laughs> we... That's that's more important, dude. Can we use the clips? Please. Of course, we can use the clips. Oh my god! Then I'm fine. Oh, <laughs> can do whatever he wants. My god. <laughs> All right. What do you reckon, Noah? Okay, fine. Let's do it. Now, um, I've had a very rushed day, a great day. I um, was skateboarding before down about an hour away, and I'm running late because I had to make this trick because do you know what this guy learned? Do you know what lesson this guy learned? (laughs) What did he learn, Steele? Do or do not, there is no try. So everyone, I haven't even looked at the chat yet, but um, if you're complaining that we're running late, it's Star Wars's fault, all right? <laughs> and, and the fact that I'm, way, I'm, I'm far too old to be skateboarding. But um, either way, we're here. And, and I'm, I'm so happy because I, I'm getting to live out all my 12-year-old dreams today, doing a little skateboard flick coming home and talking about oh boy where is it where is it are you gonna cry luke skywalker there it is igniting that green now um i i i i think up let's just get out of the way look riley's already going for it it's a saber off sal's got his 
Um, let's just run around the board with with just some initial thoughts. What what how you were left on Friday morning or, or whenever you watched it. I, I know Mulk, you're very lucky. You get to watch it in prime time Friday nights in Australia. What an amazing vibe. Uh, Riley, how did you go? I I was up late because there was that there was that moment where like there was the delay because of the, the site crashing when people were trying to watch it right at midnight. So I think I got into about 12 15, 12 20 a.m. And oh. then and then I was on it. And then I remember the like the moment when the X Wing appeared and I just yelled, I just yelled profanity so loud that I know that I woke up my neighbors. Like I just was like, and then it was just me. And actually I had already like, cause I wasn't sure if the planet in the very beginning where they found, uh, where they found Bo-Katan was Lothal or not, because it had a very Lothal vibe to it. So I was already like, wait, what's going on? What's happening? And then that kind of went past and then the episode was really good. And then, yeah, when that when when they go, it's an X-Wing, I just shout. And then I was like keyed up. And then it was just for the rest of it was just me. I was like giddy and I was like slapping my bed. And I was, I, I was just like, just lost. And like, it was funny when I watched your reaction videos deal because the same, I did the exact same thing you did, which is when, R2 appeared, I literally just started giggling. Like, I just, like, I just was like, I don't even know what to do anymore. And and then I remember being, it, even though it was, like, well past 1 a.m. at that point, I was so keyed up that I was just on Twitter and having, like, a half hour or so or 45 minutes or so or just, like, pure joy tweets with people and no spoilers being dropped. Like no one even mentioned, like even like hints at a plot point. It was just pure emotion. People say, I can't believe that just happened. I can't believe. And it was just like so exciting until finally my body was like, you need to like, I was like, how am I going to sleep? How am I going to sleep? But I'm old enough now that my body's like, no, we're, we're done. We're just shutting down now. And it was that, it was that little girl gift of like, I'm going to sleep right here on the beach. Like I just was like, I was done. And I, and I did. So it was just this, giddy joy fest i don't I, I can't remember the last time that i was in that much of a collective group freak out joy or i, I think it might have been when when we first saw grogu last year i think it was that moment of like i can't believe this franchise is still surprising me or jumping out and giving me brand new things to be excited about because i think that even when ahsoka mentioned like he could call out and someone can hear him and another jedi i i think like i had not let myself believe that it could be luke i think that like even though i considered it i was like oh it probably could be Luke. and now looking back at it i don't know why i didn't think so i don't know why i thought that mark hamill wouldn't be available like i don't know i don't know why i thought they wouldn't have that <laughs> access like it's it's lucasfilm making anyway looking back on it it's it's dumb that i didn't think it was going to be luke but now that it has been i just my, my brain blew up and excited and i've i've said a lot so that's my feeling <laughs> Riley did that monologue exactly the same as in rehearsal. <laughs> word for word, syllable for syllable, she got it. It was uh, yeah. it, it was incredible. The um, read it. The that's like one of the things I was thinking about today, reflecting, if you will, is this series started with this mind blowing, couldn't imagine it surprise gift that we all got to share. And, and then it closed out on, like, listen, the arrogance of you to say, I don't know why I considered it. Um, is, is someone got an owl in their studio? <laughs> the Look, like, there's birds in here and it's cold outside and Grandma put them inside and just leave it alone. It is what it is. 
Well, what, 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 after after I, I realized, I, look, sorry, I, I there's just birds that live here. And that's my life. Is it is it is it a felony bird? Yeah, is it, is it it's. Let's just pretend it is. Yeah, you have a wolf also. Please, yeah, there's a convoy. There's is a little it... lost wolf. Echo. Where, I don't know where Echo is, but hey. I, he'll pop up somewhere. I'm sure. Is it nesting in your hair? <laughs> it's not. I mean, like, <laughs> that's not the There's some good materials in there. I, so, Steel, I know what you mean about the arrogance of like, why wouldn't it be? Because there's been plenty of times in the history of Star Wars where it hasn't been that, and I get that. But at the same time. I can't think of a single other character that's, that the actor is available to do that that could have had the across the fan like this this Al thing is hysterical, but that could have had the across the impact. That I'm so sorry. I think when people were like, "Oh, maybe I'll be Ezra Bridger," but I think Ezra is the same problem as any of the other cartoon characters. Where anyone who hasn't watched the cartoons, like, who's this person? There is nobody. <laughs> There is nobody in Star Wars' lore of this era that could have the boom Jedi impact that Luke showing up would have, I think. That's my that's my feeling about it. Where, where no matter what level of Star Wars engagement you have, you know who Luke Skywalker is and you're excited by his appearance. Oh, he's, I, I've said for ages, he's the money card to put down. But there's nothing I wanted more. And I love theorizing about it. But I didn't actually think... No, it was going to like I didn't think that actually. I thought I was just having I fun. Myself. Yeah, I wouldn't let myself think it was going to happen. So when it did happen, I was like, I can't believe I'm actually getting this. So it's like, like for me, it was like wishing for two years that Disneyland opened on the other side of the street from your house, mm-hmm. and there was construction, and you're like, oh yeah, that they're building Disneyland. It's going to be sick. Um, happiest place on earth. Ignite the happy, and then one day you go out, and it it's 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 there. It was it was impossible to deal with. Tom, how did you go? I don't know going into this episode that I wanted Luke, just because I didn't know how they would pull it off. But at the same time, if they were going to involve Jedi, I, I, Tom, Tom, I do have to say, if I was more settled in the studio environment, I'm still rattled from just getting home. <laughs> I, I, I would have muted you um, at the, at midway through that sentence. It, it, so I just, the, I just, I just want, I just want to know where we stand. Okay. It's, it's one of those things that you and I have had this conversation for. It's, it's all in how they do it. I don't know that I wanted any other Jedi, but I'm watching it. I had to watch it. I woke up early. I watched it on my phone just because of where people were in the house. And they said it's it's only one X-Wing, and I got goosebumps. And everything that I felt going into this show went out the window. When we saw the hooded figure, I knew what it was. I was into it because Luke Skywalker is the hero of a whole Star Wars generation. And now that the sequel trilogy story is told and done, they can finally tell those stories in between. And we deserve better than stories involving Luke Skywalker falling in love with a spaceship. For example, we finally get those. And now I am fully on board. I had chills watching Luke. I had, I was crying when R2 showed up. And then at the end of the show, after they roll the credits, I cried for another reason because I saw we're getting a book and that meant you and I are going to have to talk more. Oh, how dare you? (laughs) Um, Mulkey, 
Yes, mate. When are you watching this? Seven o'clock, eight o'clock? As soon as I humanly possibly could. No, but what time does it come on in Australia? 7 p.m. Friday night. Prime time. Yeah, right. I I don't know if you had it, because I was so tired that it seemed like dreamlike. What what was it like to to watch it in in full coherence? Overwhelming. I I was overwhelmed. Uh, All of the feelings that have been expressed uh, and somehow um, exploded into other little bits of fragments of galaxies in the same way. Uh, It it was (laughs) delightful. And I was more coherent than you guys because I got to watch it at a normal time. Yeah. Uh, how, How, like... You guys yeah. are so distracting. The sorry, I shouldn't have put up that. That was oh, such, no, that's great. It was such a bad pun. Um, <laughs> I no, it was it was like just yeah, give it to me. <laughs> um, how is it like like you report on like TV news and, and reviews back home in Australia? Like, what sort of impact? Like in just chatter about TV shows, does the Mandalorian have? Like, is it is it is it in the mix? Is it is it more with with us weirdos or, or, or what's up? Look, it's absolutely when you the synonymous in Australia when people talk about Disney Plus, it's conversations about Baby Yoda, the child, the, the Mandalorian, um, at in the same breath. And so for a lot of people, it is the reason, there he is, the little guy, um, the reason that people are signing up to Disney Plus and the overwhelming conversation that has come out of this finale episode uh, has been that they felt that season two, certainly I think this, but the conversations I've had with people, season two, it equal if not better than season one. What a finale, such great service, and what a kicker surprise after the credits. So great. After the credits. Oh, oh my stars. I, everyone, yeah, everyone's like, oh, after the credits. Like, like my um, brother-in-law messaged me, like, after the credits, and I'm like, Dude, that's not the lead story. <laughs> that is not the lead story. And 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 when I talk about weirdos like us, let's mm. be fair. Um, our, our next little window, he does space karate and lives with an owl. So, um, <laughs> and we don't question it because we've all got our little things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Sal. How, how did you go? Did you watch it at midnight? So normally I watch it with my wife at midnight. But she's been feeling the best. Uh, she's been feeling down the past couple of days. So l- last night I ended up watching it by myself, like at midnight. Because I'm like, I'm not waiting. Like the longer I wait, the more chance of somebody spoiling me. You know, like that. I just, I don't like being spoiled. So... I just, I watched it by myself in the night. So I was here in this little couch with my little owl and we were both, we were both laughing. We were both crying and we were both like whispering because my wife was like asleep upstairs and I was just like, cool, cool. Like cool, cool. the X-Wing comes out and I'm like, I know, right? And he's like, rrr, rrr, rrr. <laughs> and I was like, here he comes, it's happening. It's happening. Those punching robots are going down. <laughs> punching robots. And it was like, as soon as like, Hey, what is that? Next wing? This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. 
Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And it was that for 10 minutes. And the music at that spot is fire. Like, that track is going to be on my phone for a good year, son. Like, that track is fire. Um, It's a damn good finale. And I am happy. You know me, I'm generally happy with Star Wars things, dude. But this stuff hit another level. And I'm not going to lie and say that I wasn't thinking of you when there was green igniting. Yep. Um, as I'm sure you were getting a lot of texts that night. One of, pro- probably like my favorite thing uh, about all this stuff is like, like it was very important to me and it was so thrilling, but people what messaging me. What we couldn't tell? Hey, mate, here's one for you, all right? <laughs> but, um... It was so nice to have people, so many people message me, like way more than when I had a child, um, and, 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 and and congratulate me, and like 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 I did something, like like congratulations on acting like a little kid for three years. Well done, um, but it felt good, and yeah, that just the shared um, joy that I felt. When, um, you know, characters like Ahsoka came into play, like, you know, Maria is, I I feel like, um, you know, her Luke is Ahsoka, like like our Mm -hmm. counterparts in in Star Wars. And I was, um, it's one of the rad things about this season is like, I had so much joy, you know, for Hawes when Boba Fett came in and then, you know, for all the Clone Wars fans, when Ahsoka came in and stuff and, I, I did sort of, um, you know, off in the corner, you know, twiddling my little toes on the ground going, when, when's when's my time? Always, you know. <laughs> I, I was always... <laughs> the, bridesmaid. No, I was always the fans made. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. But um, Maria, how, how did you find the finale? Um, I think it really got me to the point where it's like, oh, anything can happen now. I feel like everything's on the table now. I did not expect to see Luke because he's like a major character and this is canon adjacent. So I just kind of put all the Skywalkers in a little box and push them off to the side because we're probably not going to play with those big pieces. Uh, we're just hey, going to play. Hey, no one, no one puts baby Luke in the corner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Be that as it may. Noted. Uh, I just didn't see a way for Luke to come into the story. I and maybe I was being short-sighted. So you're right, and I was wrong. Steele, that's no. fantastic news. <laughs> no, that's the thing. I'm not right because <laughs> I didn't think it was actually going to happen. I, I was just like I was skeptical too. I was very skeptical. But man, the the sleeper of this episode 
was that running bulldog that Sasha oh. Banks gave Boba Fett. Yes. Gave him the business. I was like, oh my God. Not only did I just see wrestling plus Star Wars, but I saw wrestling plus Star Wars plus black woman equals victory. I was like, ah, we did it. And my husband's like, what did we do? I'm like, you didn't do anything. We did something. (laughs) It was incredible. It was all those things in the equation you just said divided by jetpack. Okay, yes. But I'm so glad to have you on the show, Maria, because I I was on another show and- Did you get the cream? Did you put it on? Are things better? I told you. It goes away with time. Buddy, this is the cream (laughs) I've got. Got my Grogu sanitizer. That is a great use of the license, or so I've heard. It's definitely. But I was on another podcast, and they 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 called it. They just said a headlock body slam or something. No, 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 no. no. The cannon. We're we're going with running bulldog, honey. I'm sorry. It's cannon now. You're gonna have to learn some wrestling terms. Sorry, (laughs) Maggie. How'd you go? So I watch with my mom every Friday morning. We get up 7 a.m. and watch it over breakfast. Um, I think my highlight was when the X-Wing appeared and my mom, who watched the original, like, trilogy in theaters and, like, likes Star Wars, but she's been dragged to Star Wars because of me. Um, As soon as that X-Wing appeared, she went, it's Mark Hamill. Like, she just instantly, like, she instantly knew. And I was like, at that point, I was like, it still could be somebody else. I mean, it's not the only person who rides an X-Wing. But then, like, as soon as, like, as soon as he started fighting, I'm like, he's fighting like Anakin. And, like, so, like, for The Mandalorian has been really interesting for me because there's a lot of things at the beginning of the season I was like, I don't really want to see. I was really hesitant about bringing Ahsoka in. I didn't want Boba Fett. I didn't want Luke Skywalker to be the Jedi. However, every single one of those things like worked for the story in a very specific Mm. way. And then Luke Skywalker, literally, I have never been happier about Star Wars before in my life. Like, I'm a very talkative person. I've been on here, what, this is the third time? You know, I like to talk. I did not speak for almost two hours after the Mandalorian episode ended. My mom was like, are you okay? And I just couldn't like, my head had exploded and I just couldn't believe that they did it and that it was handled like so well and that it was Mark Hamill and that it was like so like perfect. And like, we know that's what Luke is doing. And I know people like, oh, it's fan service. And I'm like, but we knew that Luke was picking up kids. We knew that he was building the new Jedi temple and it just, it fits so well. And I'm also a huge fan of Boba Fett and Finnick. Um, shocking turn of events in 2020 of me standing Boba Fett. And so that end scene, I will be here until uh, next Christmas, just absolutely rhapsodizing over, like, as we've called it, Bonek, Boba, and, and Fennec. We ah. coined it. We co- no, we literally coined it after the tragedy. Um, my friend Arzu, Candace, and Norhal and I, we, like, we started shipping it then. And so that end scene, just like, whew, that, that throne scene. <laughs> But it was just—it just felt so good. It felt so natural, and like everything was beautiful. And I'm happy. I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> you did the opposite of me. You didn't talk for two hours. I, I, I did nothing but talk for two hours. Just- I, was just, I broke. I was just like, I literally like sat here and I was just like, oh my god, we did it. We did it. 
because it was everything. It was beautiful. I loved it. I'm so happy. And I won't let Twitter take that away from me. <laughs> well, they'll, they'll try to take everything away. But um, the, the good thing, apart from the whole self-ingrandizing of, of videoing yourself watching a show for the first time <laughs> is that you then can go back and remember what actually happened when you were experiencing all this stuff. And when that X-Wing flew past, I just kept repeating the words what just constantly because mm-hmm. I was like, I knew what it meant, hmm. but it <laughs> couldn't be possible. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it was it was an experience I have, it was unlike anything I've ever experienced watching anything. It was, it was like, I, 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 I joke, but I did literally feel like I was watching myself watching it above. It, it was just, it had such an effect on mentally and physically. It was just, like it's concerning. Like, <laughs> what is up with that? Still, I've only just yeah, met me. all of these people. I've, I've met Riley before. I think I can speak boldly on their behalf. If anyone was going to have an out of body experience watching this final episode of this season of The Mandalorian, we all know it was you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the surprising thing is that I came back. <laughs> yeah, you know. But yeah, I I agree with that. I think that like my of all the people in my life who I share Star Wars with and I bond over Star Wars with, the very first person I thought of when that green ignited was you. I was like, I was like, Steel is so happy right now. Wherever, wherever Steel is watching this. And then like, I even... So you already assumed I was dead with talk like that. Wherever Steel is. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he's happy. Well, I, I actually assumed I was going to see you. watching that green from the other side. Over to make me feel better about Christmas. But um, yeah, I just thought, like, and then I, when I logged on Twitter, I waited to see if you were tweeting about it before I sent you anything, because I sent you a DM about my thoughts about it. But I was like, I'm waiting just in case, yeah. in case Steel went to bed or something. I don't know why, but I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be the one that spoils this for Steel, even though I'm sure the internet will. Yes. But like, yeah, I once waited. I knew you mm-hmm. had seen it, I was like, so this is what I thought. Where the lightsaber came. I was like, so excited to tell you about my thoughts because like yeah you were the very first person well i almost broke hawes's heart because i i did have to have to stop watching the episode midway because harry woke up and because it was just during a whatever you know just a a bit that i could pull i hadn't gotten to luke yet obviously um so i paused it and and just went and did that instead of jackie waking up because i'm already up but that delayed me about 15 minutes and you can hear it on the reaction video. There's like a vibrating sound on my desk because of text messages and stuff. And I saw Hawes was ringing me and I was like, I, in my head, I quickly just went, okay, he's, it's about time it's finished. He's ringing me because it's not because something bad happened. He just wants to talk about the show. So I just flipped the phone over. So I didn't see any texts or anything like that. Good. And Oh, that would have been. And if it was him, like he's such a, like the nicest dude. And like, yeah, Yeah. it was, it it would have been um, super, super rough. 
Um, I don't even know how to, like, normally we sort of go through the episode. So we should, let's just, like, brush through what we um, what we did see. Well, and... It was a good episode up until that point, too. Like, there was a ton of major stuff that happened in that episode. So before, yeah. like, like, you could almost view it as a full episode with an arc up until that X-Wing arrived. And then a whole separate, like, we've, we've only talked about the moments from the X-Wing on. But the Darksaber, <laughs> the Gideon fight, I mean, there's a lot mm-hmm. there. It's a great episode of The Mandalorian, aside from the fact that Luke Skywalker showed up. I have to be honest, when I paused the show <laughs> midway... I was like, this thing better pick up in the second half. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Wish granted. Wish granted. Wish granted. Well, I'm not a dark trooper guy. I don't I, like the dark troopers. I'm not a dark I mean, trooper person either, but I like Gideon so much that they felt like rock and sock them robots. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah the design reminds me of that. They were straight up T 800s. And I was surprised with how much punching they were programmed with. <laughs> they punch every, they punch din they punch the door they just were punching all day son and i was like yeah you have well, these I, I think that's why they don't even use their blasters on his, on his ps4 controller to dodge that punch and he never pressed that x button so he just kept punching him yeah, in the face over and over spam, spam, can spam, i just say spam, like yeah. about him getting punched how happy i am that pedro pascal has learned to wear a helmet when he's getting beat up by a character oh. that's stronger than him <laughs> Because I literally, I was like, uh, we had a pause during that because like breakfast was ready and my mom had to leave the room. And I was like, I'm having war flashbacks. You can't just make me pause in the middle of this. This is the mountain all over again. I actually uh, thought what was going to happen when that punching was going on, that his mask, his helmet was going to get dented. He's going to have to take it off again. And that was going to be how his his helmet came off and everyone saw him. And and I love that they didn't go that route and that it was him choosing to take it off so that Kroger could see his face. Yeah, that was a better thing to do with it. Well, I'm an 80s kid who watches an unhealthy amount of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. So it was straight T-800s to the point where he sets him on fire. And when he set him on fire, I'm like, that's where the T-800 just comes at you like a skeleton. When you set them on fire, it just reveals that they're a metal skeleton. And it just kept punching them. That's all. Mm-hmm. The There's like such an elegance to the way they put together the show. Like with, you know, ev- everyone was like bummed that Fennec Shan was, was killed in the first season. And, and it was sort of like to set up this next thing and then this thing after that, which mm-hmm. is just amazing. And... I, I, I love the irony that my least favourite thing of this season, the Dark Troopers, in retrospect, were introduced because there had to be something that was so, this is it, end of the line, that you needed Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker to ignite mm. the green. Like, it had to be such a drastically, a yeah. like, just blatant mm. nuclear thing insurmountable challenge right yeah they knew they weren't gonna face them down when they're smashing on the door and we're going i i thought they were done i honestly thought they were done but before we pray before we sorry sorry riley Riley, i just have to get this in this is a this is a thing i have to get out of the way before we praise feloni too much for his storytelling introducing this for that where's the payoff for the bloody heli chopper saber thing yeah i remember i remember (laughs) We well, are. I was going to say it was the – I actually had a bit of a red herring or a fake out because they made the point of, of, of emphasizing 
specifically the dark saber can cut through anything but pure beskar and so when din walks in carrying the dark saber which i i love that i love how much you could tell before any line of dialogue what Bo-Katan was thinking and what her concern was about him holding she the dark like, saber. No, he didn't. Yeah, but I 100% face. thought we were setting up a new fight sequence of Din fighting off the dark, the dark, 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 totally. dark saber. Yeah. And so when it was Luke that did it, that was actually a fake out for me because it was so much. This can cut through anything, and I was like, I was like, oh, but a different lightsaber is going to cut through it instead of the lightsaber we've been seeing the entire episode. Even that interchange too, where where Gideon is kind of goading them because now, um, you know, uh, Din's got the dark saber, and yeah. he like he knows the whole transfer of power thing, and Din's just mm-hmm. like, I yield, it's yours. Like yeah. he didn't, he didn't care. His whole point was rescue Grogu, but that yeah. Gideon was taking so much malevolent joy out of that exchange with Bo-Katan and and Din was. F- Brilliant. I know I've jumped ahead, Steel. I'm sorry. So great. Let's bounce back to the opening shot. Gideon didn't watch Rebels, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this opening shot used to remind me of a scene that I used to reenact when I'd go to my when I go to my rich uh, friend's house in nineteen eighty-four, and that is a shuttle getting chased by a slave one. Sal love this moment. (laughs) Yeah. Yo. How'd you deal with that? Uh, it was like the opening shot. It's the slave one chasing the Lambda class shuttle. And I was like, why do we have a Lambda? I don't even know, but it's dope. Uh, <laughs> and then you get to the part where like they get on, on, they get on and that like, there's like a crappy guy that like shoots the other guy. And I'm like, oh, this guy's just a jerk. I'll, I don't like this dude already. Like I already want to shoot this dude. So it was one of those like rare moments where I'm like, get him, get him, Kara. Yeah, very. Um, she was good scene adjacent, as I like to say. Um, I think your chat made a really good point, by the way, that the dark sabers are really important because you can see Luke slicing through bad guy after bad guy without it being people that he's cutting apart. Like you can have the fact that Luke is fighting droids allows you to finally have just the Luke Sab- Luke Skywalker just badass saber moment uh, of innocence being hurt. Totally. It's yeah. the um the battle droid Twitter theory. Still not happy about that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what was that, Maggie? Twitter was still not happy about that. I literally saw somebody saying that he was like killing innocent droids and I was like <laughs> Innocent droids! They were going to kill the... Okay, they, whatever. They kidnapped Grogu. They all deserve to die. Right, I was like, L- uh. L- L3 did not fight for droid rights so we can be little droids like this. <laughs> I love L3. But to be fair, those punching droids were evil as hell. So, thanks, yeah. Eric. Let them cut through them. They're called dark troopers. Punching droids. If it, yeah, it's implied. And, and they, Am they, I more they, they, than my designation? They literally lined up to get sliced. It's their own fault. They could have, yeah. you know. It's, it's, they also it's... seemed to know that their fate was coming because as soon as Luke came aboard, they were all just like, <laughs> well, I guess this is it. I, I think we if, saw Luke that destroy every one on, of them. Yeah. The, that um, music came yeah. on and I was like, this is how I go out? It's, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, you were making a really good point. Primary. Just I was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I was just saying that we saw, you know, they, they were in 
there were a certain number of them and it felt like Luke went, we saw Luke go through each and every one of them, whether on the security camera footage or the actual shots of Luke, you know, in living color, so to speak. Oh, do you know what someone has to do? Count how many were in those little slots and then Mm -hmm. do like a kill count and and then see if, um, you know, there might be the only ship that had dark troopers. Well, they're the only ones I'm worried about. Okay. (laughs) Well, God, I please, that's a good idea. Make that the only, they're all the dark troopers we had in the galaxy. Damn that Luke Skywalker. Mm. Well, what about the phase one and phase? I know Gideon said there were problems. I'm going to mute you again, Tom. I'm going to mute you again. There were Wait, some... Tom, talk more about the ship he fell in love with. <laughs> there, there was some compelling little, like, in-universe things to think about. Um, one of them was our um, horrible, evil dude that like in his mind which is very 2020 he (laughs) thought the destruction of the death star was a terrible travesty um what 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 did you make of this little sort of twist of real world events into star wars maria i think john mayer needs to stick with music (laughs) (laughs) strong suit either but it's a start is that really john mayer no, it's just a random white guy that looks like John Mayer. Because oh. <laughs> I just looked at the image and I'm like, oh my God, it is him. It's actually Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran's back. Ah! Again. Oh boy. He's uh, the whole yeah. Thing yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, it, it seemed like something that someone would do if they were desperate and the person that they didn't like didn't win the election. Mm. Controversial. Uh, I no. think it was our robot chicken moment, wasn't it? Sal, <laughs> I love you. Hey, Tom, I'm going to yes. ask an unrelated question to anything right now. Okay. Was that AP5 that we saw walking through the hallway of that Star Destroyer? No. Because if it was, then I love him. And I need like more that. of It him. was, and I think Chris is Was it the it. Alan Rickman droid? Tell me it's him. I mean, it was that droid, so but AP5 is like bluish. It wasn't It That's wasn't over. singing in space, though, so I can't say But that I'm all about that singing in space, though. That was amazing. No. I was like, oh, my God, it's AP5. Everybody get out the room. Oh, it was great. I was so happy. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's me when the kids come home. Like, oh, boy. So... <laughs> After they get um, the Doctor, they head off to some random planet, which the Slave One gets a, a such a sweet landing sequence. And she then we, John Mayer. <laughs> we get um, this uh, Mando convention. It was so well, bizarre. First, when yes, the sir. ship lands, I already knew it was coming because I seen the gauntlet fighter parked outside. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I ah. love the gauntlet fighter. So I, I, I didn't that like that looked familiar, but I so that is like from uh, Clone Wars. Yeah, and that's like the Hello. Mandalorian ship, Rebels, and like yeah. the little Mandalorians come out of the bottom and they come all flying out on their jetpack, and it's dope. Mm-hmm. And I saw it and I was like, yeah. Continue. <laughs> now, peep this. I, 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 this is another interesting twist in um, the sort of 
like uh, inter- real world interactions in in the show is how um, Bo-Katan looks down on Boba Fett yeah. for, for being a clone. Like donation mm-hmm. is, is a diss. Now, this is like she came off so badly, and I I, I I paused it at this. This is a brutal pause. It really sums up the vibe. <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> that, that's a vibe check right there. Well. She's not having it. She's like, I'm done with clones. Done with them. She, she's over it. She's this, had enough. This yeah. is the second time this season where I'm like, man, I think I think Bo-Katan might be a little bit racist. Like, right? she's she's a little bit like, you know, like I let it slide years ago when she said no outsider will ever rule Mandalore, and I'm like, what do you mean outsider? She's a little too Almec. <laughs> There's a little I, bit of that. I that, am done yeah. with Almec. Almec lied to me, and I feel personally attacked by this. Almec, <laughs> you, you, Dank Ferrick, you a liar. <laughs> I, I don't trust anyone wearing a uh, tuxedo t-shirt version of, of Beskar armor. Also, <laughs> yeah, his little like shoulder ribbons. Those yeah. are tight, though. It was suspicious, wasn't it? The signs were all there. I just didn't see them. Wow. I believe it. I'm good. I'm gonna mute now. I love the fact that she kind of came at him like, no, like I'm not having it. Like I, I loved it. And Sasha, like that's that. It's boss time. It is boss time. When this he called her time. little one, I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. And they, they ended that whole, like, that was a great fight sequence. Both of them broke a table. Um, but they ended it yes. basically with the, the Mandalorian version of Mine's Bigger Than Yours with the, the, the arm-mounted flame jets. And, like, it's just, it, it was a din just like, yeah, come on, you guys, calm down. we got to talk this out. Look, my, my wife will be the first to tell you that I'm not a doctor. I don't <laughs> think that's how fire works, but I love every second of it. <laughs> Like it, it, like everything, like that whole scene. Like there's four, two Mandos walk in a bar, and there's three Mandos there already. Like, oh, there we go. There's a gunless fighter. I love that. I also love that all four Mandos are different. Like they're not like just cookie cutter. Like each one of them had such a different way of approaching being a Mando. Mm -hmm. Even even Sasha Mm -hmm. Banks, and and it's like even such a different like. Even the one working for Bokatan, they're not like locks like step. Like Bokatan's one like sets, shuts it down after a while. And I love that that it shows that there is a range you can have within it's not just the armor, as opposed to, you know, in season one in the covert where everyone was kind of lockstep, like we this mm-hmm. is the way we we don't know how many of us there are because we're all kind of the same. And that is so different than what you're getting in this one, which was great. Every time you think the dialogue can't get better, it gets better. She's literally like, I heard your voice a thousand times, and you're like, oh. And then he's like, mine might be the last one you ever hear. And you're like, so oh. good. So yeah. good. Yeah. I love that we all just assume that Tom Kane is the same voice. Uh, D. Bradley Baker is the same voice as all of, you know, what's going on with the clones in the movies. I love that there's like no attempt to blend <laughs> the two voices. It's just like, deal with it. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is yeah. Cool. <laughs> I love it. Her princess. I love yeah. that so much. That was great. Hey, oh yeah, that, that was. Yeah, it was sort of yeah, like a charming dickishness. Um, mm. Sal, do, do you like Twin Peaks? I've never seen Twin Peaks. Okay, because if you got into the fandom, that it would 
it would work. Um, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Where's Corky? We've seen Bo Katan. We've seen all dead. these. No, he can't be dead. Corky's they not said dead. Like nobody left. Corky, and she was oh. the last of her line. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. That's because Obi Wan mm. is Obi Wan's kid, and not like, actually there. He was, right, right. Even, Eternity. Mm, yeah. I remember him, and he was never wearing Beskar. <laughs> you know, like there was a lot going down. He was a soft point. boy. And he's I'm a soft boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He baby. Yeah. He's not doing that. He's looking for a strong woman to protect him. <laughs> hey, Mariah's been with me a long time. Riley, does, uh-huh. does Dr. Pershing live in LA? Uh, I think he's right. <laughs> I think he definitely is about to give what directions he took to get on what freeway. To oh, my God. <laughs> I, I think you might have passed him today on your way back from the beach coming to town. I think he might have been in the convertible behind you. Uh, he tried to cut me off, I think. For, Can for I just he like he turned in his COVID results, so he's good for the production. So he's, everything's <laughs> right. cool. To go back to your question earlier about the uh, I had friends on that Death Star moment, I think what helped undercut that guy and feeling sorry for him at all was that he had just murdered his friend right in front of Like the fact that like he murders somebody and then it's like, hey, but you shouldn't have blown up the Death Star. It's like, oh, cool. There's no attempt to actually make this guy seem like he's being reasonable and has a real point here. Oh. Well, he's trying to justify it by saying, you know, uh, we, we only blew up Alderaan. You blew up the Death Star twice. No, 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 no. Like how many million people died on Alderaan, he said? Yeah. Maggie, he, what were you gonna say? I feel like you were about to say something, baby. I really like the the turn of Doctor Pershing. Like, mm. I feel like he fits that um, spaghetti western trope of like the doctor who kind of fell in line with like the bad guys, and then like the good guys come in, and he's like, "Oh my god, thank God you're here! I've been waiting for somebody to show up. Here's all the information. <laughs> this is how you can stop them from doing the bank heist." Like, mm. it was just like the perfect like spaghetti western trope, and I just I love that, and I love Doctor Pershing, and it's I hope that he is sleeping well tonight. I hope he's safe. The um, <laughs> well, I, I didn't feel sorry for that guy. He like I I hated him even more because he reminded me of the internet. Like, <laughs> I, like like he definitely has a Perler account. You know what I'm saying? Oh, one hundred percent. my God. Oh, part yeah. what I I don't Who know how to along with a certain yeah. character. I don't I don't trust that dude. Nope. I don't trust him. The um, irony of the person killing him too. Yes, exactly. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is. All right, David Lozano on Facebook. My wife is convinced there is an owl in their house now. The name of the owl is Morai. Yes. Now, um, not 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 that not that like impactful in the uh, storyline, but just we've got to give props for an amazing shot. Look at that. Yes. See, I rate this one higher than the opener. Yes, I, I would as well. But the opener was just like that's your was, surprise, John. You know I mean, sure. Um, but uh, just uh, super, super cool. I think that Din is going to take that shuttle as his new ship. I hope he does. He just needs to refit it with you know new paint job and a, a carbon freeze chamber. Now he has a new way of getting around. <laughs> I was hoping he would get a gauntlet, but that's fine. Then I accept. After that, sorry. Oh, sorry. Go, Malk, if you were interrupting. Oh, I was, was going to say, say maybe, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe Din will give them the Imperial Cruiser for the gauntlet and the dark saber. I mean, the, the, the lambda, uh, uh, a shuttle worked for Hondo. It can work for them too. Right, work mm-hmm. for Din. Oh, Hondo. 
Where are you, Hondo? I miss you, boy. Where are you? Where are you? That's what he's doing. <laughs> Is oh. he drinking? Is he hydrated? Is he okay? <laughs> so. But just think about he's standing there. He's just been standing there by himself for months. Because if yeah. you've ever oh, seen, he, he looks so lifelike. He and now does. He, now he's just, he's there now. Like as we're talking, he's there just like. <laughs> I think they turn it off. What well, that rod, though, is probably burnt to a crisp at this point. The one is just being turn, turned over. Turn, turn. <laughs> My mom and I do that, like, throughout the day. Like, we'll just randomly be like, turn, <laughs> turn. <laughs> ah. I do miss Galaxy's Edge. I do, too, so much. Yeah, um, I'm right. sad, too, because last time I was there, I almost bought Ahsoka's two handles, two uh, hilts, and I didn't, because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll come, I'll get it next time, and then it hasn't been next time, and now I'll probably never get them again, because now Ahsoka's going to be such a popular character, I won't be able to get her. Right? Yeah. All the merchandise, I told everybody to slow down on the merchandise, all right? <laughs> COVID I live in another country. There will be no next time. <laughs> right? <laughs> I live in another country, and I don't think I'll get to go. Never say never. It's a lot of fun. You will go well, one day. I'll definitely put one in in Japan or China at some point. You'll be able to go a little bit shorter of a plane ride from where you're at. Than you do. It's more COVID than I'm worried about, but I hope so. <laughs> I mean, you got a few months. I think you'll be okay. Like, I think we have a, we're, we're a year away. I think you'll be fine. What's COVID? <laughs> I don't know, man. America's crazy. Okay. That's my favorite character. The guy that hasn't read a newspaper for like 10, 10 months. It's Are you about Den? Because Den doesn't know anything. Den, no. Den hasn't yeah, obviously. On that note, I love that. Like, because Den is the guy that we've seen who was like the hardcore Mandalorian fundamentalist. So I, I, I think it's fascinating. He, but both doesn't know about the dark saber and also doesn't care about the dark saber. Like, I like that. That we suddenly have this moment that he's super in the dark and, and not like blase about. Whereas that's the moment where Bo-Katan is suddenly like, no, it has to be done this way. And I, I want to know all about like. How did she go from the person in Rebels who was given the dark saber and was okay with it to now being like, no, I have to have it? Which means that like she, there must be something tied into how she lost power because she didn't earn the thing in battle. Now she has to have it that way. Yeah, rid of that. Definitely a missing piece. That she, she like had it, hand it to her, and now she's like, well, everything went to hell, so I can't do that again. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was going to ask, given that we got Din in a very touching moment with Grogu revealing himself taking his helmet off, which he said he would never do. And we know in the past episode he had to, blah, blah, blah. Um, do you think that that might be part of how they gloss over that and that um, uh, Bo-Katan is okay with being given slash uh, having him yield, giving her the dark saber, given that he just went against everything he was trained to stand for. She even calls him out on it when they first meet. Mm-hmm. Bo-Katan's really stubborn, and she, we've seen her go to extremist lengths with her own ideology, and I really do think that there's, mm-hmm. there's, they're setting up for some sort of friction there. Um, yeah. Super fair. Super fair. Yeah. The thing like, is with the whole yielding is, and people like, oh, they didn't, you know, Sabine didn't yield and all that. It's, it's like, have we not learned any lessons? Like, no. this is... This is like one of the guys that, that made all this stuff up is making the show. And it, it's sort of like when the take the masks off or not to mark, like he's made up a reason. Yeah. You will find out one day. <laughs> it, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's like, 
I feel like they've earned that thing. They're not going to be like, oh, we didn't think about that. Yeah. Like, I think this guy's thought about it, like... Yeah. The show is called The Mandalorian, and the main character of The Mandalorian now is holding the object that means that he should be the heir to the throne of Mandalore. I can't imagine that Dave Filoni didn't think, yeah, there's probably a reason behind why I'm having these steps happen. Like, the fact that... Mm -hmm. but, and that, and that, the driving yeah. force of his life for the last two seasons has now been taken away from him, and now suddenly he's in a new situation where his whole history is gone. He's no longer a bounty hunter. He's he's you know turned against the guild. Whatever. But now now he's got the dark saber that he's being told this makes you the heir to the throne. And here's the woman who's supposed to have it. Like there's a lot of story being set up there on a show called The Mandalorian. So yeah. and can we talk about how beautiful it'll be if that is the ultimate end game of Den? being that leader of Mandalore, considering he is a foundling and that he mm. has had this emotional, spiritual journey into figuring out what being an actual Mandalorian means and that mm-hmm. it's not about sticking to these like regimented rules. It's about caring about foundlings and like mm-hmm. building this new generation. And I think that would just be like a perfect, beautiful, mm. especially yep. pulling from Clone Wars and Rebels and like yep. perfect universe. <laughs> comes back to the like the yeah the satine elements of it of like trying to change the way mandalore operates and how to adapt the universe yes and that's how the mandalore fell is they were so purist and rigid. so rigid to like you mm-hmm. said like so rigid to their mm. beliefs that that's why they keep failing they need somebody who seems really rigid but is willing to change and we've seen consistently that din is like very respectful he learns about other cultures before he goes to those places and communicates with them and like he seems like the perfect person to lead he's just like unwitting which is like the perfect spaghetti western trope as well yeah. like i yeah. just accidentally becomes the mayor of the town it, it's it, yeah. very interesting um that awesome like, that, like, like that, that point is just very um that yeah. he like having being a foundling and then experiencing all this stuff could be the ultimate like like for Mandalorians, he could be the hope poster. Like the guy that's sort of been through it all and can like, hey, all these rules. Like I was super strict and like I don't know, is he gonna have is this Din guy gonna have an expose documentary on HBO Max about how he escaped the um the cult? <laughs> that's what that's what I wanna know. Um he wouldn't I think the girls are really on to something. If we think back to when the series was first announced, one of the first pieces of information that we learned was that the Mandalorian would be liberating Mandalore or or restoring it. That was one of the first pieces before we knew anything about Baby Yoda or anything at all. Um, I believe it was mentioned uh, before Celebration that that was the pitch. Uh, so I think that we're on the right track, and I think the ladies are really on to something there. Yeah. I can cut. And to Steele's point <laughs> of, like, people who have seen Rebels, I mean... I'm pretty sure John Favreau and Dave Filoni have seen Rebels and Clone Wars. Are you sure you though? guys are talking about? I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, one directed it and one did a voice, but like, I'm pretty maybe, sure maybe. they got that all covered over there. Um, everything yeah. we saw, they probably saw. Yeah. Now, as Catherine Neen points out, Din is also a fantastic, loving dad, which yeah. makes yep. this scene. As we'll jump to, yep. Mm-hmm. Like I was, yeah, infuriated. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, push all the buttons on your wrist. Do, yeah. And then and then this. Do some of that. Um, I, um, Tom, you know, you're, you're, you're shoulder deep in the minutiae of the Star Wars galaxy. What did you think about um, the, uh, the, like the expository dialogue that uh, Giancarlo Esposito, who I, I, just before you go, I, um, I was saying that Bill Burr is like one of the best actors in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But the fact that this dude is so nice in real life, but Bill Burr is exactly the same, <laughs> this guy's doing a better job. There's <laughs> um, a curve he got a grade on. But um, run us through some of the, the more interesting things that he um, referenced in the canon or added to it. Well, he referenced that he knew it about uh, Din's weaponry in the fact that he – I don't remember exactly the, the phrase he uses, but the fact that Din was all out of whistling birds because he used them mm-hmm. all against the dark troopers. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I, I want to take it back for just – one second. I loved when Din was going through the ship and he was on that bridge over the uh, the portal to the space. He knocked a stormtrooper off and there was this beautiful little boop noise when the guy passed <laughs> through the, the force field. I just wanted to... Ratio. Yes, the, the ratio. I love that moment. But yeah, that, I love the accent, Sal. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, My best grievous. It was pretty good. <laughs> Uh, need a, needs a few more coughs, fewer owls, but but it was really good. Tom, Tom, you're a little more bane than you are. No, 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 no. It's 2020. Don't ask anyone to cough more, please. <laughs> this, this is high def. I could catch anything at any time. Um. So then, uh, Gideon was. I, I believe here he was talking about how they were going. He mentioned the dark troopers and the three phases. He mentioned using uh, Grogu's blood and having everything he wanted, and that that is what will restore order to the galaxy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that obviously that's a hint to us about the first order. I don't know if that mm. means he's working directly for Palpatine or as part of the first order overall. I'd like to think that that Palpatine and the final order part that we learned about the Rise of Skywalker were so deep that no one who had any relation to the main characters in in the current galaxy as we know it would know anything about Palpatine being back at this point. Mm. Yeah, but I, I, I yeah I think Gideon was talking about something related to the the the, the first the early first order. I I can see Gideon being part of the project to create Snoke, and maybe not knowing that there's an extra layer beyond that. Like I could see right. that. Like I think Gen- I think Pride knows that Palpatine is still alive and has known all. Along. Yeah, I think that yeah, I could see I could see Gideon's role being more the process of building Snoke. Oh, we need a new leader that can be this powerful leader, so we're going to build one. Right there, there was a lot of that type of stuff in the last or the Rise of Skywalker novelization about like how deep Pride was and and certain people were disappearing from the empire to go to the first order. And then certain people from the first order were disappearing and they ended up with the final order. Yeah. Yeah. We we had please go ahead. Mark. I was just going to offer that we had Thrawn referenced uh, four or five episodes ago Mm -hmm. and we have not seen 
So surely this opens up some of that, you know, big bad Fugu stuff that we can expect in mm-hmm. season three, possibly beyond, where we start to see that, of course, Gideon has a boss. How, how does that relationship work and what does that look like in the nature of this part of the universe? Yeah. yeah. Do you think you know, that Thrawn is being set up as the MacGuffin for Ahsoka series? Like, you think yeah, that's the so. show? Because that would be her that MacGuffin, not, not Din. So I think that might be, like, seeds for her story. Yeah, well... She yeah. comes. She comes into the Mandalorian story. She wants a bit of information. She gets it where where Thrawn is, and now she's off again. And she's off to a Kathleen Kennedy presentation. They might. Anyway. They might, they might, they might be because, like, I think she, Kathleen even said in that thing, it's going to be very Avengers phasey, and that we're going to yeah. have like these like re, re, Rangers, Mandalorian, Ahsoka are they going to like form back together into one big story? It's going to be know? a poem that rhymes. Yeah, and it's now poetry. the Book of Boba Fett probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, is that going to be? Uh, we don't, is that? I have not seen confirmation. Is that a new series, or is that the next season of the Mandalorian? Like, I haven't figured out based on what we're. It's yeah. it's I, it, it's a one time thing. Yeah. But like, it essentially is the next. Like, I like I, I don't. I don't know if there's going to be another episode of a show called The Mandalorian or not. The yeah, very limited is. understanding that I have is that, yes, yeah, season three of The Mandalorian kicks off Christmas Day next year and mm-hmm. that we'll get the book of Boba Fett Q4 next year. I'm trying to figure out what ah. I'm allowed to say. <laughs> say it all. Yeah. Say it all. Wait, uh, no, no, but no, no. What? Did you just say it debuts on Christmas Day? So so The Mandalorian returns on Christmas Day. That was confirmed at the Investor's Day. And yes, season three of The Mandalorian is currently in production. They've already started filming for season three. Um, but with that, hasn't started yet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Christmas Day. Yeah. This Christmas Day, we get Disney Gallery season two starting. Yeah, but I don't have to wake up at... I don't, I don't have to be up at midnight. I, I know it's my own fault, but um, <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it, if you're going to be up at Christmas Eve at midnight, you're going to be up looking for Santa, so you might as well watch the Mandalorian. That's right. You right. have jobs to do, Dad. All right. All right. That's good. Huh. Like, we've got a year to work on these excuses. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. There you yeah. go. 52 weeks until the Mandalorian comes back. Are we really oh, not going to get any new Star Wars between now and Christmas Day of next no, year? No, we'll get Bad Batch. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, we will. I'm excited about Bad Batch. I, I wasn't. I wasn't until the uh, the meeting, and now I'm like, okay, now that I see what they're doing with it, I'm excited about it. Fennec, Fennec. yeah, Fennec for sure. Yeah. If Bad Batch, I'm hoping Bad Batch is the Bad Batch turning against the Empire, and we're seeing those like very early, early days of the rebellion against, like the stuff that we're seeing in the Ahsoka novel as a as an animated series. I'm really hoping that's what we're going to see because I'm excited about Me that. Me too, and I'm hoping that we connect why Boba Fett saved Fennec because, like, mm-hmm. obviously, there's mm-hmm. an opportunity for them to interact. Mm. Well, Maggie, when you've spent three years here we go left out of the Sarlacc studying tummy robotics, and you see a perfect specimen that you can tummy robotic, <laughs> got to read some guts. That, 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 that was his. That was his ignite the green. It was. It was the moment he was born to have. Ignite so, the um, guts. Ignite the guts. <laughs> Make the spleen. Okay, she's what, 57 and killing it out there. He's a guy that's been out in the desert alone for a long time. Listen, I'm not mad at him. Okay, she's got her crap together. 
I think, okay. she's, got a, I think she's got an alcohol Sometimes problem. fate steps in. <laughs> well, you, you take the good with the bad. You know, what are you going to do? Hey, and I'm just saying, Tatooine, it's not control. like it's... You know, it's not like it's Catholic school. You know, it's it's Tatooine. Hey, it's Spotchka. We all want some Spotchka. Right. Mm. What do you think Jabba was out there pushing? It wasn't daisies. Come on. He's pushing I like it when now. Jabba puts the little balls in his Spotchka. Now, yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, he was pushing that work back in the day. You know, he was. I just, I love that Finnick walked in first, took out the people, saved the right. Mm. I was all about it. I was like, that's not enough. Lorena Bobbitt, let's go. You know what's been <laughs> happening, sis. All right, we're, ju- we're jumping around. Let's, let's, we're, not, we're not staying on canon. Sal, you're a purveyor of space karate. What did you make of uh, this little piece of action? The fight scene was good. Um, I like the idea of having another weapon that can fight a lightsaber mm. because it's something that we don't see. You know, like, you know, we get a uh, lightsaber versus lightsaber and then you have the prequels. So we have like electrostas versus lightsaber, which is like kind of the same thing, mm-hmm. but they just use the ends. But I like how uh, Jin was able to use it. Like he's like kicking it up off the floor and like, whipping up over his shoulder that way he can like get it like up real quick Mm -hmm. and i was like oh this is like pretty tight this is pretty cool but i have to say that the simplicity and blade attitude of whoever did the luke stuff was fire like all of like there's one point where he like cuts down on a on a dark trooper and it's like a snap and a retract like and that's like the kind of blade control that you don't see in a lot of these bigger movies. Everything is big swings and seventeen million backflips and like mm-hmm. all this flash. But like, as a martial artist, dude, you recognize like clean cleanliness in that technique, that crisp technique, dude. That's good stuff. I I enjoyed. It. I um, I just did a Google image for the term "what a dick," and this 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 showed up. <laughs> 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 what? He's the definition of a messy bitch who loves drama. Like him watching things yep. play out is just yeah. You can tell why he like TikTok is messy TikTok. Yeah, and and, and then you've got this vibe check. Ah, yeah, brutal. Oh, I need those clips. Uh, and then um, <laughs> we had the the dark troopers and like it, it's just too much for me. It's. Mm. I, I, it's... I really loved them, honestly. I know that there were some... Iron Man troopers. I thought it was amazing. I agree, maybe they punched a little bit more. They should have done some shooting or something. Um, but it was it was brilliant to introduce them, the, the use of them as far as that, that build-up, as we've talked about, but that they played such a critical role in, in progressing um, the plot around, well, super-duper, we need some more, you know... Jedi blood. We'll just send the boys down. They'll get him and see ya. Take off. Doesn't matter who's going to come and shoot out. They're they're done. So they are ass kicking troopers that met their match. But so great. Um, Maria has to bail on the east coast. But what we need from you, Maria, before you go, is some sweet plugs and a score out of 10 that I can add to the total on this episode. For the episode, yeah, yeah. Um, Hey, what's up? What's happening? It's me, Maria. Uh, And if you're not listening to Sisters with Sabres, you should be. You can follow us at Sabres With. You can follow me at Blurred Girl Jedi on Twitter and Instagram if you're really bored. 
Um, and you can catch me on the Katana cast as well. So Sisters with Sabres and Katana cast are my two shows. And they're mostly focused on building a community of diversity around Star Wars and getting some new fresh voices out there. So both shows are amazing. And I want to thank Steele for having me on. I love being here. Thank you. And you fabulous people who I love and adore. Thank you for your time. We are transitioning Ahsoka to a toddler bed. So we have to kind of like maneuver that. It takes time. Love it. Interesting. I got, got how old is, is Ahsoka now? In a in a toddler bed, she's two. Yeah, he's um, he's got a he's in a double bed and he loves it. Oh, she hates it. Oh no, because he's he's he like yeah, you know the end of the Simpsons when um, Homer he leads the union to get the dental plan, and then yes, at the end. Yeah, and but then at the end, like he has to quit. Like Monty Burns makes him quit if he gets what he wants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards he's so relieved, he does that thing on the ground where he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. like it's that's curly. what that's what Harry does in his sleep the whole time. He's like, um, it's just just doing circle wow. work. Yeah. So is he like that? He likes She's been jumping out of the crib. He makes crop circles. Oh, wow. That sounds elaborate. But he jumps Maria. out of the crib, and I was never more proud of her. She backs out of the crib, and behind her is the wall. And she grabs the lightsaber, pulls it down, and runs to the front of the crib with it and turns it on. And I'm like, I don't know if I should be impressed or pissed because she ripped it off the wall. So it's like, okay, I got to put it back on the wall. Um, but I'm also like, she's like, mom, that's I? my kid. Like you're a VA. <laughs> like, I was very proud of her. Now awesome. here's a parenting tip for you, Maria, from one parent to another. I'm writing it down. Hold on. Okay. Let me get a parent. Good. 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 Listen. If she has trouble getting to sleep in this new bed, she might need some soothing sounds. Okay. So just, just ring Sal and get him to leave the phone. There you go. <laughs> get that bird on go. the line. We'll, we'll put the more eye up. There we go. Today? There there we go. Go. All right, out of 10, Maria, what'd you give it? I would say it's it's a... Uh, I'm going to go with 10. I'm going to go with 10. The running bulldog makes it a 10. <laughs> Ready for it. I'm here for it. Nice. A lot of feminism. I'm, I'm with it. A lot of girl power. And no one's competing with the other woman. Like, we're all working together. It's beautiful. Lots of diversity in the approach with women. So I love it. Uh, it worked out for me. Excellent. And I listened to, um, the, I think it's the last Katana cast with they had Emily on it, and it was awesome. Highly recommended. Good chat. Thanks. Good Thank chat. Thank you, guys. Have a great night, everyone. Love you Bye. all. Happy holidays, Bye. mate. All righty. Um, so we've done the little death trooper. Is, is anyone got any other, um, not death trooper, um, dark trooper? Um, Maggie, what, what did you make of them? The dark troopers? Um, I was terrified. I'd been like building these up um in my mom's head because like she's not aware of like the stuff in like the video games or like 
auxiliary comics. And so I've been like, seriously, they're going to get their butts kicked if they go up against like a troop of dark trooper. They're just, they're screwed. And then when he threw them out of the airlock, I was like, oh, that was too easy. That was way too easy. Um, and I just kept going like, they're screwed. They're screwed. Like somebody's going to have to show up. Somebody's like, they're screwed. Like the dark saber's not even going to be like enough to take on these, these troopers. I felt like, I felt like it was going to be overpowering. Um, we're so different because when they went out the airlock, I was like, "Yes, they're gone." So, I was like, oh, I, no. too easy. I, I was so I was stoked. Like, they can fly. They have feet rockets. I was like, they can fly back now. Like, they're droids. They don't. Re- they they fly now. Yeah, they're, they're droids. They don't need to breathe. Like, what's the whole? Well, I was just happy to see them go. So I was like, "Oh, they're yeah. done." I was like, <laughs> I, I remember just going, "Oh, sweet, they're done." That's yeah. the best. Um, I hope there's not <laughs> any more because that would suck. Um, but. Again, in retrospect, I understand why they're there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right there. I'm just about to hit. Wait for that, it, Mariah. When that, yeah, where's the bird now? We're not talking about it, Mariah. Chill down. There was some alert about a vehicle approaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. And then ah. there it went. I, I feel like I'm not going to get checked just for this amount, but I have to just let it. Oh. Magic. Oh. And you can hear the X-Wing that, that, that is the back moment where I just yelled, oh, shit. Yeah, the like, X-Wing sound. Yeah. And everyone watched it. Everyone in the, on the bridge was transfixed by this X-Wing just flying past. Everyone watched it. It was so good. I then just to see this, like he landed. Um, he's gonna get out. I, I'd never even imagined that Artu would be in there as well. I but um, I um, so uh, so, so, but so you need an astromech to fly an X-wing, so it makes total sense that he was there. So it's so yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. When he came out, I was like. Oh, and then of course he's there. Mm-hmm. But I had the exact reaction you did watching your video where you just started laughing when he appeared. And that's exactly how, like, I, it was like a giddy, just giggle. It was like, a, I, that's the exact moment I think where I fully landed back at being eight years old. I'm just like, <laughs> like when I, when, when R2 arrived, I was like, I was like, of course R2 is here. Of course, everybody's here. Let's have fun with it. Like, it was just such a moment. Like, ah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's happening again. Yeah. I like this is so, smacking blankets. I was just like, I can't believe this is happening right now. I this is this where is I was the point. This is the point where I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is not this is not Trapper Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's sure. still Quinlan Voss. I there's a lot of Quinlan Voss Justice. Like, like my wife at one point is like maybe it's boss it's green and then like she was like I can't tell if he has hand wraps or not and I'm like he, he, he never does he doesn't I know it's not but it's okay it's fine right Mariah <laughs> look the at final, that the, yeah oh. so good and the final because all of them match differently but yep. that all he does is just reach out and force crush the last one that like, was magic not, oh so good so good. 
Like Michael the brings up music. Michael yeah. Michael Nip brings up a good point. Steel, were you afraid you're only going to see the vid screen Luke action? So technically, we wouldn't see the green igniting. I didn't. I I was. I I was just like, were like, is he going to be there? Is it all going to be through these screens? And then, like, I I uh, it was like there. There's a green lightsaber, and I really like him. <laughs> oh, um, and then then we had um. Who was it that got shot? Is it Bo-Katan? Bo-Katan got shot. Okay, he shoots Bo-Katan 10 times in the armor. Yep. Ah, see, I can't, I'm so befuddled by um, Luke that I, I was like, oh, yeah, someone, someone in a Mandalorian outfit got shot. I remember that. Um, yep. But then he turns it the gun on Grogu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big mistake. Like, yeah, that got like, <gasps> and then like, you know, fine, but. Dude, can't do that to me at twelve twenty-five. <laughs> You're not killing the Grogu. Although he, this show. he was trying. Now, um, I Sal, you you talk, you touched on it before with the lightsaber work. I, I still like when it happens. I can't really concentrate. Like I can't analyze mm-hmm. it or anything. Like, what what? How how did he go? Is he still got it? The old guy. Like, I loved it. Like, and there's like a, I don't even know how to explain it, but like, you know, like I dabble with lightsaber stuff. I've been doing martial arts most of my life. There's like a beauty in the simplicity. Hey, of hey, you've, been in this fight since, you've been in this fight since you were six years old. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've, been do, I've been playing with lightsabers since I was six years old. Suddenly it's real for you. Now that He's... you have a podcast. These are all moves that you could see like, the Luke Skywalker from Return of the Jedi doing. They weren't like flips and yeah. acrobatic but, things. Like, they're hey, very Luke, Luke 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 Anakin style moves. They're very like they're like, kind of Luke, like oh he yeah. has that natural. He does some stuff. behind the back stuff yeah. that's like Anakin style, but mm-hmm. there's still like a, like he's not spinning all over the place. Like yeah. there's very sharp movement. Yeah. Like there's boom. There's boom. Yeah. Right. The flicks are very like, Ahsoka-like, but that is not how Luke or Anakin fight, which is a great like way and, to do. And that. like, but in the Ahsoka, like it's because of the animation style that like you get those sharp movements like that. Yeah. So like to see it real life in these sharp flicks, like to me, that denotes somebody who studied like like another martial artist who has yeah. who knows how to handle a blade, and that kind of thing is something that I respect and I love and yeah, and it's just. Like it's it's not excessive and it's not like when you go back to episode one, there is so much spinning and so and it's beautiful and it's great, but it's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. Luke. Like Luke right. is simple, Luke is to the point, Luke is yeah. not Luke doesn't have an ego about it, Luke isn't like you know what I mean? Like like Anakin had so much fun with fighting. It's why like Anakin's yeah. like style is a little excessive and like how overpowering and mm-hmm. it becomes even harder when he becomes Vader. Yeah, and mm-hmm. when he's Vader, it distills down to like a, a brutality of power. Yeah, but Luke is just like a simplicity. Well, and Luke doesn't have any formal skill. training. Like, there's been no form. Like, he's had, Luke's had you know one training with with Obi Wan on the Millennium Falcon, and everything else he's learned as a lightsaber is either through fighting Vader or 
training with himself and with Yoda. He hasn't had well, a lifetime of, of, Jedi, of lightsaber training with the master right. the way that a Padawan would well, have had. We got to imagine that he's uncovered. So, you know, like in, in a, everything we've seen so far, thank you, Mariah. Uh, everything we've seen so far from the like uh, of, of Luke after Jedi or in between Jedi and Empire. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's, he does like a, uh, he's been searching like for Jedi knowledge and finding holocrons and like, look, yeah. I all of a sudden showed up at Joe Costa News, little hidden cache of library things. So like, we know he's hunting yeah. for this knowledge and like, in theory, he's found more. Like maybe he has met Ahsoka already. We don't even know. Well, what I mean um, by that, what I meant by the training thing is he's only getting it academically and learning his own way through right. it as opposed yeah. to the master teaching him. Although, I mean, you could possibly argue that he's being taught by Anakin's force ghost to some degree, yeah. which would also make a little yo, bit of sense. Yo. And there is that shot. Luke, like, I'm going to tell you this one thing real quick. Yo, this behind the back right here is yeah. fire. When you do this, when you do this in the camera, they're going to be like, oh, like anytime you come up on a bunch of droids, bam, flick, bam, <laughs> flick. Okay, do it again. Do it a few times. And then he taught Ben, and that's why Kylo can do it too. Yeah. Now, oh wow, that was that was that was quite a thing. Now, it was at this shot when two of my favorite things in Star Wars became connected. Maggie, what did you make of Grogu on the iPad watching a bit (laughs) of uh, Luke Skywalker? Mm. get into it this is how i felt watching it i i was just like i was sitting and i was just like oh my god it's happening it's happening it's happening it's happening and i loved it i loved also that there seemed to be like a like a knowing between din and the child where like they looked at each other like there was a very brief look and i could just feel like din being like this is this is like my last like few minutes like this is like the jedi is going to rescue us and he's come for you like and i i was like thinking that but then also i was just like luke skywalker luke skywalker luke skywalker and my brain was broken (laughs) i've never been rendered speechless by a television show before or even a movie it was like an absolutely brand new experience for me and i'm a very talkative person (laughs) now tom peep this Mm. master that was a great shot and i don't know the the only it was very distracting because it looks like luke is wearing a a face mask you know he may have been he may have been but yeah that was that was nice of rain represented (laughs) that was the final hallway and it it was beautiful and Mm. you could see how in just with with what Sal said, how Luke could in the the Rise of Kylo Ren comic series take on the whole Knights of Ren without any problem. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, um, short, though, trooper. Yeah. I, I I do say that Luke Skywalker attacking all these dark troopers would make for a very hard to solve episode of Crime Stoppers. <laughs> <laughs> Because there was no like good, we've got no photos of the suspect at all. It's he, he had a hoodie on. Um, it, it was the police very, reenactment would be tough. It would be very. Mm-hmm. Oh, the reenactment would be. Um, Unfortunately, the videos are all in black and white. We can't even tell what color his saber was. It was so cleverly done too. Yeah. 
Because then you see each the buckle, each and you see the gloves, and you like the gloves, yes. and then you see the boots, yeah, and you see yeah. like the whole thing. And you're just if you didn't yeah. know who it was, you knew who it was. Yeah, you see the hilt of the saber, yeah. and like that is the saber, that is the green saber, like not yeah. just the blade, yep. but that is the actual Luke Skywalker saber. Yeah. Now, just the artistry of a shot of the rest of the cast basking. In the glow. Uh, you can see it in his armor. So great. <laughs> Just, oh, oh. Now, what do we, um, I can't, let's, uh, we'll now risk another little. Uh... I can't see you getting pinged by Disney for this, honestly. Oh. You've got virtual jizz on your keyboard from it. <laughs> oh my God. It's so good. So uh, good. Uh, the hands uh, clap. Like, yeah. I don't even know if it's good or bad. I can't, like, I'm, I, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's such, uh, in my, like, it's such a religious thing. It cannot, like, now I get how people, like, oh, you can't question whatever. They can't question the Pope or Muhammad. It's like, I can't question this. It's just there. It's Luke Skywalker. I accept it. Well, I've got what, some. How many of them besides? Yeah. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, a common friend of ours, um, Steel, Paul Verhoeven, yes. um, sent me a video of that original scene, which, look, is great and, and, I understand that some people have some CGI issues with what's going on around the facial area. Uh, and look, that's okay. I'm happy to overlook that, right? I'm, I'm just purist in the joy and I'm digging it. Someone has already done a deep fake version of that, which infinitely improves the CGI of Luke's face. And, and Paul has this side-by-side of the deep fake version compared to that original one. And it's amazing. Amazing. But doesn't that then make it it's not Mark Hamill acting it? Or, like, I don't really understand what a, a deep fake, like, that. It's, it's someone's face. They replicate it to the points. They they take the points from one person's face and they replicate somebody else's face over onto the points. Because the critical... Cool, it's not good in film. The, the dangerous, the, the, the criticism around it is, of course, the top lip particularly, but around the mouth when they talk, the words don't, quite look like they're coming mm-hmm. out of formed mouth in that. And that's that's the challenge of CGI. And look, it's 2020. We couldn't have done this five years ago. Um, mm-hmm. The deep fake version, mate, it, it is Mark Hamill standing there talking. I can promise you it looks incredible. Really? I can't, I, I, again, I can't, it's be, I can't judge mm. because like, how do I judge the thing that made me the happiest in such a unique yeah. Like I've had like happier, more real moments about like things that are actually real, but mm. off in my little twelve-year-old boy life, like this is so I, I can't. It's like it's like mm-hmm. it it's the Kenner figures. They're brutal, but they're the best. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because they just yeah, yeah, they yeah. brought me so much happiness. Um, and I, for some reason, I don't like the word deep fake because it's every time I see something, oh, with deep fake, this it's, it's it's always super tacky. So I think I've got brand bad brand um, recognition. 
or something. Sure. Um, he looks like Battlefront Luke from the mm. video games. <laughs> Tremendously. Spent a lot of time with Battlefront Luke. <laughs> um, then, if anything, if I was going to critique this episode at all, apart from like the, the battle scene in the middle not doing much for me, and um, but I think in the context of what happened at the end, like then it's sort of like, oh, of course they can't, like they're, they're sort of like, this isn't the big final battle. Um, my criticism would be that it was a little bit, like there was no discussion. It was just like, I'm here. I don't know. There was no time to sort of like, I'm here. I'm getting him. Luke gets oh. to the point. Like there was no like like when they met Ahsoka, there was sort of like a time lapse of talking and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that would be my one thing that it was just like, I'm in. Hey, little dude, give him permission. I'm out. But mm-hmm. despite that, after. And, 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 you know, like they said this when they were writing um, episode seven, that when they had Luke Skywalker in, it just ate up everything and every, all the attention was on him. And, and, and there's so many amazing things that happened in this episode apart from that. Namely, number one for me was this piece of work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, finally, he, um, yeah. he, t- he takes it off just out of comforting his little boy, Grogu. Yeah. And then, like, it's like this double down. And and, and so props to everyone, like, that's worked on it, that's built up this moment for 16 episodes. Mm -hmm. Like, we now know how we've seen them come together. We know what this means. But then to have his little cute little Yoju hand, Grogu hand, and then... Din's probably never been touched on the face before. His reaction. Mm. The way he closed his yeah. eyes and just like leaned into it. I am shattered mm-hmm. on the floor. I think it, it ties into what Maggie was saying earlier about Din as a foundling. And it's this element of as much as he has this dogmatic idea of this is the way and all these things. Ultimately, mm. he cares more about Grogu than he does about his faith in this Mandalorian creed. And that is the moment where he takes the the helmet off in front of Grogu. And that's him saying that, like, like that's that's his bigger drive within yeah. the Mandalorian idea is this yeah. foundling care of foundlings following through and protecting them and as he was himself and that's what he's doing with Grogu and that's that click I almost I almost wish we hadn't had the helmet removal in the previous episode like I'm I I get why it had to happen and like it made sense for it in the moment but I think it does undercut in the next movie in the next episode to have another helmet removal right like I like that he took it off like I I gotta I gotta save this kid this is what I have to do for it so I'm gonna do it but I just I think that the impact in this episode, I wish that it had been the first time all season he had taken it off and it had been like, this is the first time he's done it in front of any living creature. It would have been really interesting to me. But. I, 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 I totally agree for Din's story, mm-hmm. but if Mayfield's going to be an ongoing character in another show, 
the moment where Mayfield, who's been ragging on him about not mm. taking his mask off, the moment that he like then doesn't look at him and gives his helmet, like that's yeah. Ma- like that's a Mayfield character moment, like pure yeah. like baby I face. Agree. I wish it so, hadn't been in the exact episode before this episode. Like, yeah. I think if it had been two episodes ago or three ago, I would have liked it more. I still loved it in this episode. Like I think it was, I think it was exactly the right thing to do, and I think it said so much about both Grogu and Din. I just wish that it hadn't been the episode right after the last time he took his helmet off. I also think that there might have um, been an element of they know the audience and they know that we somehow magically forget that Pedro Pascal is in there until we see his face. And they were yeah. like, Oh my God, it's Pedro Pascal. And I yeah. almost think that they, they knew that with the Luke reveal that our brains were going to be melting. And so that they gave us the opportunity to be like, Hey, remember who's under the mask? Here's his face. Mm-hmm. So that when we had that reveal, we were more focused on the, the tenderness between the two because mm-hmm. we're already competing with the music, which was the most emotional thing. Mm-hmm. And Kirstie, oh. like, why would you do this? But we were also like, we knew Luke Skywalker was there. So I think that they realized like a lot is going to be happening and we mm-hmm. can't like, I feel like if we hadn't seen Den's face since the last season finale, we would have been like, Oh my God, this is happening too. And then like, I would have been mute for three hours instead of two. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's I'm going to go. I'll go like a little bit the other way and I'll, I think that it kind of like, like it like led to this moment really well. Mm-hmm. Cause like you have them in the first season, like doing that. And then IG-88 is like, well, or not IG-88, IG-11, sorry, everybody. is <laughs> like, the one that's like, look, I'm not a living being. It's fine. Okay. Like, so you see how he starts to kind of bend the rules. And then in this season, he meets the other Mandalorians who take off their helmets every time they want to like do anything. And he's like, mm. well, like, you know what I mean? So like you get him, it's sort of, starts uh, taking away from the like dogmatic view of what he thinks a Mandalorian is and to what he like chooses to believe and find what he's willing to fight for. Those cracks like slowly chipping away, Big like, step I think yeah. make this a really good moment. Yeah. He didn't take it off because yeah. he had to. He took it off because he wanted to here. Yeah, that's true. You yeah. know what and, I mean? And, and all the first time he's taking it off willingly as opposed to having to do it for a situation. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, right. And all that stuff you say about, you know, how he went, the dogmatics, that's why he's going to, like, that's why I'm sort of excited if he does lead Mandalore. Like, he can be the one that's sort of, um, you know, like the reformist, the reformist. Now, Maggie, I know it's late where you're at and you have to bail. So I'm going to leave you with this to comment on. The, you know, we joked about, about Luke coming on the show, Sebastian Stan, all that good stuff. So we, we, you know, in our fantasy of fantasy, we had considered that Luke Skywalker would meet baby Grogu. But were we prepared for the cuteness of R2-D2? I have a whole theory about this. (laughs) Love it. Do we no, need red, do we need do we need red circles on the YouTube? Like, are we going to have confirms? And I'm trying to bring back the red circles. I've got to do some YouTube things. I've got to practice what a red circles on everyone now. I'm I'm going to have. Is this going to be like arrow, like like arrow. Maggie Maggie talking now confirmed? <laughs> I love that so much. Um, but know. my theory is that what if R2D2 is the one who saved him from the massacre 
if he was smaller back then, is it possible that R2-D2 was like popping open the side and be like, hop in, kid. <laughs> Anakin's about to slaughter wow. everybody and just like hit him inside of him. Wow. What, what, what wow. about like dragging him in a sack like he dragged the C-3PO in Empire? Yes. I, uh, <laughs> in like, a sack. Normally, I don't like all that like Anakin built C-3PO and stuff. But the idea of it is just so cute. They're so adorable. Mm-hmm. And they were so excited to see each other. <laughs> All right. I, I have to, like, watch Revenge of the Sith now and try to work out if it's possible that uh, that R2 did a little mission. I, I Listen, it's a new day. I've got to let these thieves go. I, I, I'm even happy, right, that one of my most loathed things... I'll let him do it. R2 can jetpack him away. <laughs> That's how behind I, this idea I, I am, Maggie. So I, I appreciate that. Now, um, Maggie, you, you're going to tap out. So, um, and so does Tom. So it's, it's just going to be, uh, we're going to have four screens to uh, wrap it up. But I do want to get your sweet, sweet plugs. Where will you be appearing amongst birds in the upcoming weeks um, and also a score out of 10. Uh, Maggie, you lead the way. So you can find me on YouTube at Let's Talk About Star Wars. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie of the Town. I'm also on the Star Wars Friends podcast. Um, and in January, the Geeky Waffle and I are going to be doing a Geeky Waffle After Dark where we will be talking about um, the saucy Star Wars or syrupy Star Wars. Um and uh, I'm going to give this a solid 10. <laughs> a solid 10. All right. That means I'll I'll color it in a little bit. I'll make it a bold font. And and Tom, you've got to bail as well. Um, give us the, the, the sweet plugs. And um, I don't know I- if I'd be lucky enough to be uh, podcasting with birds anytime soon. But usually you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Tom Chansky or weekly on the Sith list. And then I also do Patreon shows for Steel Wars, Blue Harvest, and the Bad Motivators. And oh. out of 10. Out of 10. 10. Oh! I will assure you I had a really witty retort, but I'm going to let you finish your plugs. Oh, that's it. I meant that as a compliment, Sal. Um, all right, guys. Well, thank you guys for joining us. I really appreciate thank it. And, and, and doing Thanks the show um, throughout the uh the season so um good night en- enjoy your uh, east coast um time and uh I'll-, I'll see you guys on the internet yes see you around Thank you again. nice talking to everyone and uh yeah it was really nice to get to know maggie on the uh the live stream tom i know him he's whatever reads a lot of books doesn't shut up about it. You know what I'm saying? Let's get this up there. I don't even know how I'm meant to react to this. I think you're just meant to love it. I think you're just yeah. meant to love it. Yeah, that's fair, because that's what I did. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. It's a little short for a stormtrooper, but otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, Steel, I actually loved the little, when you were watching this episode and you were, you posted your reaction video, your little no when when 
Luke was saying, come little one, and Grogu was going to leave Din for Luke. Like, you actually had a moment of, like, I don't want you to go with him. Like, it was a very, like, it was very, it was, like, sweet, and it was, like, very genuine. Well, that's the thing with this show. Like, Harry was just born, like, at the perfect moment. You know, like, I would put Harry to sleep on a Friday morning, and then I'd watch the new episode of this. And the line that got me at the end of the first season was when Grief Karga, um, someone says, like, you know, look after Baby Yoda, and Grief Karga goes, you might just find out he's going to look after you, or however he phrases it. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I have to look after my little boy, keep him alive, but his spirit looks after me and makes me happy. And it would just, like, that line just, like, connected, like, hit. So whenever, like, Din is, like, his time with Grogu is threatened, I, like, I, I yeah, I have too many, like, it's just the real world thing. Like, I'm just like, ah, no, I couldn't even, like, uh, imagine that. So yeah. when, when when this guy pulls faces like that. Um, Look, fe- the I'm really important it. thing is, Steel, that in this final episode, because I know that you love, live and breathe Star Wars, as well we all should, but you have got the perfect emotional example of what it's going to be like letting Harry go off to his first day of school. Uh, no dude like I, I we're all on our father journey my daughter just went to college oh damn on the other side of the country no nice. so like the way that this is hitting me mm. like she's also not here for christmas like you yeah. know covid's a thing uh, i don't know if you guys know anything but like what's well, right what is it there's a lot happening right now <laughs> so she can't she can't come home for holidays like yeah. i can't even see my right, don't, don't steal my character all right don't steal my character. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. there's just like you know what i mean like so this like hey i have to go he has to learn how to control his powers he needs to learn and then come back like yeah. there's a lot of uh yeah, spot on from jordan you know there's a lot of yeah. favier feelings here which i felt yeah. at 12 27 Mm. Thursday night. Yeah, and I had the or opposite. Friday morning. Yeah, I had the opposite end of it because I lost my father last year, and I was home for the funeral when the first episode of The Mandalorian aired. Like it was literally like the day of like one of the showings. I was like, "Well, I'm just gonna watch this Star Wars thing to like get my mind off of it." And that's when I first met Grogu, and to have this story of this child and this father figure play out over the course of like my grief is like it really like was important to me over the last year or so. And then I'm in the same situation where I couldn't go home this year for Christmas because of the, because of the safety issues. And so mm-hmm. like to have like family that I can't see and like, it's only my second year without my dad at Christmas time. And so, yeah, this whole, from Grogu's point of view of like being separated from, you know, and we talk about, you know, when Ahsoka is talking about Grogu's escape from the Jedi temple and then things get dark for a while and we don't really know what happened to him there. And, but we know that this character has been through a lot of trauma and this, this time with Din has been the most stable, despite all the stuff that's happened on the show over the last two seasons, this has still been the most stable and safe thing he's had in such a long time. And so to lose that, like I, I get it from that point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Spot on Raleigh. And look, huge love for you. I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. Um, That, that would have been super tough. I, I completely feel for you. 
Yeah, so I'm extra grateful. Like I remember when we were on the the Thanksgiving Day thanks to Star Wars thing, I almost mm-hmm. talked about that, but it was such a joyful thing that I'm like, I don't want to be like, like here's my really sad lo- loss and grief thing. But I think in this particular case, it's extremely. Uh, oh, thank you, chat. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think like that's I think what made Grogu's reveal last year such a moment was like, wow, even on like one of my darkest days, Star Wars found me and gave me this surprise of pure joy and i think that's what la- this week watching luke appear brought to me again is like i don't care how many years i've been watching star wars i don't care how much i love star wars but the fact that star wars can still surprise me and give me these moments of just pure like adulation and just mm. euphoria is what will always bring me back to it no matter mm. what else is happening you know and it's like it's kind of like i don't even like these little these moments and these reveals that we sort of like get, like, I don't like, like personally, I know people out there, like they like spoilers and they want to like find out what's happening in the production. I wish a little bit less of that had happened, or at least for me, I would just wish it wasn't so out there that like, I can just scroll and see such and such is rumored. Like, I wish that stuff was like hidden behind a, a yeah. link or something that I had to click mm. because I think like, like the Ahsoka thing, I think I would have been a little more, about it if yeah. it hadn't been for all the stuff that had been going on before and Bo-Katan mm-hmm. probably the same and I mean I felt it for Boba Fett and I felt it for Luke because I hadn't read any of those rumors not that I had read any of them but just seeing the talk about it now everybody was talking about what was supposedly yeah. happening I, I guess mainly with Ahsoka but um I think like those having those moments where you sit here and you live in the moment like still watching the green ignite like yeah. us there and that's like how we met Grogu. Like, I think like that kind of stuff takes away from it. And I, and I, uh, I wish it didn't happen as much, or I, I wish it wasn't somewhere where I could see as much because I know yeah. it affects my personal enjoyment of the thing. Yeah. And I think it could, like, if I had heard of something about this, and like, that's another reason I watch it at 12 o'clock at night. Mm. Because when I wake up in the morning, I hope nobody messes yeah. me up by saying something on Twitter or, you know, I'm so afraid to go online until I watch something. See, I, I come from the uh, angle of the spoilers where, like, if it's if I I, I agree with you with the, with the Ahsoka thing and like the reveal, I, I may avoid the Bo-Katan revelation, so that was able to not be spoiled for me. But and Ahsoka means a lot more to me than Bo-Katan. I don't know if you've picked up on that, and I don't know if you. I'm a bit of a fan of Ahsoka, Tom. But um, the I don't like the casting reveal type spoilers or like the news and i and i work for a site that like covers news media and we, we tend to try to avoid You're part of the problem we're way better at vetting stuff but um <laughs> I, at the same time if it's people on twitter just being excited and purely in love with something or just like just like screaming their joy that does not take away from my enjoyment and stuff at all like the only spoilers that i actually get mad at when it comes to civilian spoilers are people who are actively doing it to be jerks. Like, if you're doing it to ruin somebody else's fun with it, I'm mad at you. But if you are just like, oh my god, I can't believe this just happened, I'm screaming it out into the heavens because I'm just so overflowing with joy, that only adds to my joy. Yeah. And I was stoked. Uh, I'm sure it's similar for you guys. Um, I I was really happy to see in my social feeds people just over the moon expressing their their joy and surprise, but not spoiling anything, just allowing people to discover it. The only thing that I saw people going nuts one was 
make sure you watch after the credits. Make sure you watch. Yeah. Just so that people are sure that mm-hmm. they, no one said what it was. Yeah. And yeah. that was amazing. I was really bummed that people, like, for other people, I was really bummed that the book of Boba Fett was a, was literally a trending topic on Twitter the next day. But I also feel like if you hadn't watched it yet and you saw that trending and you were like, oh, book of Boba Fett, that's, that's yeah. the thing everyone's freaking out about. And then you got to watch it. The loop reveal might have been even extra exciting for you because that might have been a big thing. Oh. So that's it's hard to tell. but It's a good like barometer for your followers, at least for me. Like yep. you see stuff and like nobody's saying nothing, and then you see other people being like, "Oh, I got spoiled on this and that." Unfollow. Oh, that's yeah. just me. Okay. If I saw the book of Boba Fett trending, I'd just be like, "Oh, a book about Boba Fett? Who cares?" Like that. I, I don't think I'd even get it. It's odd. The um, the that the morning after the finale of Mandalorian launch. Like, I think that if you, I think that if you saw it, like, yeah, randomly, like, like in three weeks from now, yes, you would think that. But if you saw it the, the as the trending topic the day of the finale of the show was running, I think you might think there's more to it. Mm. Yeah, I. I think in my head, I'd go that someone just like, it's about, the, I, I wouldn't put it together. That it's like, there's a show called that, but that, you know, it's, it, it, it's not what happened, but I, I do have to say, Matthew Mole has got some four more likes for a hundred algorithm guys. There's been like two to 300 people watching the whole time. How about the algorithm guys? Like you did. Um, <laughs> I, I do have to say, thanks. That um, reaction video last time I looked was like 60,000, which is wow. just, out of control to have sixty thousand people know yeah. that you are you are mentally maladjusted, and <laughs> it's, it's like really spreading spreading the good word. But as far as like spoilers and stuff, I got unfollowed unfollowed what? yesterday for having a spoiler, and they Sorry. said, and I'm like, what are you talking about? And it's like, oh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty overt spoiler. Your thumbnail, and I'm like, what, 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 what do you mean? Well, they mean in your profile pic. No, it's because the intro of the show is the thumbnail, and in the intro of the show, this. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> so they're like, oh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty hefty spoiler. And I'm like, yeah, but I, I've also spoiled it like 200 other times. It, it, hey, look, if, if- if I ha- if I suddenly changed this after two years of using it, that would be suspect. So um, they're gone. <laughs> um, I, I thought, and and look, you guys probably all saw it. Mark Hamill's play on Twitter was note perfect. So the, the day that the episode dropped, 
or like it, it must have been the morning after. He's like, or, or later in the day. So, anyone seen anything good on TV? Mm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> glorious, hey, glorious. Hey, the um, that's the thing. Like with people, like I, I think you should be cool and not post photos yeah. or um. There's a Boba Fett series or, or whatever, but I, I just don't think you. On the other end of it, who is this made-up Star Wars fan that hasn't seen the Mandalorian yet, but is going on Twitter and and like inspecting thumbnails of videos and like it's like yeah, like Derek, if that's his name, you're a moron. <laughs> Like, stay, like, it's like this thing of like, yeah, I don't think you should post overt spoilers, Mm. but Derek, show some self-restraint yourself. Yeah. Just just, just lay off. I think some people like scolding people for spoilers more than they actually like avoiding spoilers. You know, we've had a pretty joyful conversation, so I don't want to get too negative. So I, I will say after this, there is just, there is some degree of no spoilers where it stops being about spoilers and starts being about controlling other people. And that's what frustrates yeah, me about it. Derek. Yeah. It's I about said, Derek. <laughs> don't be Derek. Yeah, Derek. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you're right, Riley. Sometimes it's just like, I'm right. You you're like you were wrong, and I'm pointing yeah. it out. And and here we go. Here we yeah, go. Exactly. Um. So, is Derek uh, the male Karen? Have we just have we just discovered that Derek yeah. is the yeah. Um. <laughs> like before we move to the Boba Fett thing, mm. that was. It was just such an amazing experience. But I also urge people, and, and like, you know, I was straight on Twitter. There is a God. His name is Favreau. Um, I, I was so happy that he, he brought me this. Um, the whole, you know, the whole team from, um, from Bobby and Kath down, mm-hmm. down to the best boy. Peyton Reed's direction, please. He, he, he kept, yeah. Well, that was the thing. The day before, like the day mm-hmm. of, it was yeah. revealed. And I said, again, I'm joking. I'm making jokes. I said, well, he does have a lot of experience in the de-aging effects. So maybe. It's a joke. <laughs> yeah. World, reality. Everything's a joke until it becomes a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> it's all fun and games. Wow, yeah. that, that Toro series, it's going to happen, I think. I've got some magic powers going on here. <laughs> but um, also, like, I, like, there's such a positive reaction to it, but some of the positivity is laced with negativity about... Um, you know, The Last Jedi and, 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 oh, they finally did Luke Skywalker. And it, it's like, like, for one thing, if you, before you're going to invent this, like, WWF style pro wrestling backstage, like Lucasfilm show in your head, um, you know, Ryan Johnson taught, like brought Dave Filoni on set and, and, you know, Filoni's talked about how much he taught him and how much he was just like, yeah, yeah, learn this, learn this, do all this, do all this. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, like 
the experience was immaculate. It was amazing. I wouldn't trade it for several mm-hmm. other things on this planet. But, you know, if you've got something good, I, I, I you know, like I... You're keen to hear about it. Anyway, yeah, maybe. Um, but, like, they built it up good and stuff, but it wasn't like the... Um, Sorry, I just blocked someone in the chat. Um, (laughs) I wasn't, like, it wasn't hard. Like, all you had to do was put in this character that's already built up for 40 years and have him save it. Like, it wasn't, um, like, like, someone else made the whiskey that you just poured the amazing drink out of. Do you know what I mean? And then once you've poured it, it's got like, so like the experience was great, but it wasn't like they were pouring someone else's whiskey. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like, I feel like, like it was like, like I loved it. It's my favorite episode of television of anything ever, but like, I don't like, it's like, let's give all the creative control. To, and it's like, but they've already done the th- like after that it's hard work now like once you've had Luke Skywalker walk out and and save the day like now you've got to do hard you can't do that every season like you can't just have like do you know what I mean there's no mm-hmm. other characters like that like this is your golden goose you busted mm-hmm. him out and you know as I love it all but the whole like you know it's someone else invented electricity and the light switch, they, they, they sort of flicked it on at the right time. John, I'm, is, am I making like... I, I mean, I, it's like it's like a double edge of this, like, you know, of this uh, uh, universe, right? Like, you, you're working in the Star Wars universe, you get to play with all the toys that are there. And, um, thank you. And, like, you know, like, yes, you have access to these, like, amazing things, but you can't, like, over... Like, you can't use them incorrectly. And, like, in theory, that would be some of the people's complaints with how they didn't enjoy some of the other things that other people have given them. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. right? Like, they they feel that those toys were used incorrectly or what have you. Um, so I feel like as long as the person who's in control of the box is showing the proper amount of respect and is, guy, like, in that way, like, those things usually don't, like, like I, I feel that we haven't had any, like, contradictions or anything like that that takes away from that power. And as long as everybody treats that, it's like the world between worlds. Like mm-hmm. you treat it with respect and you use it when it's time to tell the right story. You don't just drop Luke Skywalker into the finale of every season to save everybody from the battle droids that punch a lot. And I like sure. it. And the, the, thing, the thing with Star Wars is that they're clearly building on it now and, and maybe like they, they, they've seen the mistakes they made with how they tried to like do stuff with Solo and with Rogue One, which are, you know, um, I, I love, I love, I actually am the apologist who I have actually enjoyed all the Disney Star Wars movies. So I'll be like super excited and thrilled to talk about any of them. But I think that the rolling out of them, the timing and stuff like that, and we're seeing now with this new era, this more Marvel phasey sort of era of rolling out all these different shows that have different things going on in these new films. 
we're going to have a point with Star Wars where you can no longer rely on on familiar faces from other franchise, other eras. And, you know, when you get to the Acolyte, you're not going to be able to pull out anybody, but maybe a, a younger Yoda. You know, when you get to Rogue Squadron, which is set in the future, you no longer have Han, Luke, or Leia to pull from. So you better hope that you yeah. can pull from the, the sequel trilogy characters. If those actors come back, or you have to do something entirely new with them. We don't know what Tyke is doing yet, but we know it's going to be probably a different era. Maybe who knows, but um, they're all going to hop in, a, in the, in the, the force, if you want to come, but whatever is going to happen like disney is, is is getting to a point with their star wars where they're not going to have the familiar things to draw back on so like if there was a time to drop the nuclear bomb of fan love to bring everyone to the table mm. this was it and this was the time to do it and it was how they did it and how they pulled it off that made it so effective and like we talked about peyton reed a little bit earlier we haven't talked about at all yet the the hallway scene of of Luke appearing in the same style, style shot as Vader, his saber's facing the other way. And then it's the exact amount of frames that Vader had in the hallway of Rogue One. Like Are that you is serious? Really? Yeah, and that is that is drawing from Rogue One. So that is that is tying Rogue One to the wow. original trilogy with Luke. You've got Vader, you're bringing father and son together. Like this is a perfectly handled marriage of this era and this ownership of this property with the iconography and the things people love. And it's just it's this was the time to do it, and it was handled so perfectly well and well done. Wow. I lost it my sense towards the end there, but I, I, my point still stands. <laughs> like, I'm with you, Riley. I thought it, it was amazing, and I think that all of this coming together uh, was right. I mean, they, they could they could have just like drop everything all at once. Here's everybody. What's yeah. the point of that, right? Like this great little sprinkle, and that we now know slash have Luke Skywalker connected to the Mandalorian portion of the universe means that they obviously we all are going to long to see Grogu again. Right. So we would expect there'll be, maybe we'll hear, we'll certainly hear about Luke. We'll know there's some stuff going on somewhere with some kind of um, Jedi training and stuff. It's not going to focus on that though. And there's a universe full of characters that Mm -hmm. we are yet to meet that will help develop and grow. and, And it's going to be, I mean, what a time to be a Star Wars fan, honestly. Yeah. What a time. I do hope we see Luke again. Maybe I, I, This is my total, total fangirl wishing thing. I want Luke and Ahsoka in something together at some point because these are basically both Vader's children in, in a way. And I want to know what – they're also the only two people until whatever mm-hmm. happens with, with the Kenobi series. They're the only two people that got Vader to drop his – his facade in any way and like, and, and be Anakin for even for a second for Ahsoka and then to the end for Luke. So I, I hope that these two characters ever get to interact. And I know it's tough, like unless, because unless we go with an older, I don't know if older Luke meets an older Ahsoka or how, but I want that to connect in some way. That's just, that's my fangirl. That's my igniting the green. I want ignite the white with the green mm. at some point. Like, come on, give me those together. Ooh. But yeah. Fabs wrote all eight eps of this second season too, didn't he? No, he wrote, all but Filoni wrote his, and That's preferred, right, sorry. and preferred Rick wrote his. Yes, gosh. Yeah. Could you imagine I'm sure that? that writer, still, I'm sure they. Oh yeah, showrunner and writer. I'm sure showrunners often dip in and, and drop stuff in with episodes they didn't have a written by credit mm-hmm. on. So I would not be shocked if if Favreau and Filoni worked together on a lot of the episodes. But the writing room must have been going all out of their mind pulling that stuff together, right? Like so good. Mm-hmm. And um, like the other thing is that like it's the same thing that Steele always says is like if you do it right, you know, 
like the you find all these you have this time and you're like well who's around like like i know when grogu picked up the phone at tython all of us had our short list and was like well luke's out there <laughs> yeah. uh, i know ezra and Voss were on my list i don't know about you but uh you know like the, you, you we all had our short list of like who it was mm, and yes. what you think can happen during this time maybe boba's out there maybe this maybe that and the way that they drop these things into the story where it's not just like, hey, look, it's Luke Skywalker, even though it was kind of, hey, look, it's Luke No, Luke Skywalker has a job to do. Like, mm-hmm. they dropped the Night Owls in and Bo-Katan because Bo-Katan showed Din that there are other ways of being like Mandalorian. Like, that mm-hmm. broadened his understanding mm-hmm. of what a Mandalorian is. You know, they dropped Ahsoka in because Ahsoka shows him of what this mysticism is and is able to tell him what Grogu's been through. Like, it all adds to the story in the same way that Ahsoka added a lot to Ezra's story in Rebel. Yeah. So much so that her finale that everybody was waiting for her to fight Vader, you don't see it because you're watching it through Ezra's eyes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the story that she's there to tell is the story to Ezra. You know, it's like, so these characters that bring in and we all get our moments with Mm. and we get Luke Skywalker coming here, but what is he there to do? He's there to teach the child to use his powers because he won't be safe until he control his ability. Um, we don't know what that means yet. Yeah, that is I, that is awesome. I love all that. I that's so great. Wait, wait, it's, 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 some, it's some shots getting fired in the chat, Sal. <laughs> what? What? Everyone has a Star Wars background except the death metal guy <laughs> on the bottom left. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess Jeff doesn't know what this is. Then that's that's do you know what that is. <laughs> That's what that is. That is, that is shots fired. Right. Now pulled out a lightsaber earlier. We're all we're all we're all friends. Yeah, yeah we're on board. Yeah, Sal could Jeff. actually fight you with a lightsaber. Of, of anyone on this on this video, Sal's the one who could probably still kill you with a lightsaber, even with the plastic tip on it. So. Well, well, yeah. In Jeff's defense, he he says, uh, "Oh wait, I just lost the thing." He said he he's never joined the stream before. It's uh-huh. like Sal's the only person in in the chat in here anywhere that's. He's been on stage at Star Wars Celebration. I have been on stage at Star Wars Celebration. <laughs> I felt like I was lying. That was the. Like, <laughs> I had to think about it for a minute. I'm never. I'm never calling you for an alibi. That's for okay, sure. No, <laughs> look, still. To be fair, when they were like, when they asked us. For those listening to the podcast, Matthew Mole says Sal has no disposable income for posters, spent it all on owls. That's what the chat's for. That's good use of the license of the chat. When they asked us to do the celebration rebels panel, my first question was like, are we gonna be able to see the panel? Like, is there a video screen back screen? Because I still want to watch it. And I know we're going to be backstage. Like, I don't want to miss anything. And they were like, no, no, there's a TV back there. And I was like, cool, we'll do it. <laughs> what, what a negotiation. Yeah, that's right. I was like, because you guys are going to show a trailer, right? I really want to see a trailer. Of course. I want to make the trailer. trailer. Um... <laughs> look at this. Just look at this. Look at this. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I was so ecstatic. I was so ecstatic. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
I like that they put the in order of appearance at the yes. earlier, just like so people weren't going like, "Where's Ham? Why is Hamill so late mm. in the credits?" Like, <laughs> well, that's like when I was fast forwarding through. I was like, it said in order of appearance, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Ah, yeah, bit of fast <laughs> forward." Because like at like one a.m. in the morning, every second counts. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> oh, and, and just like. Just seeing Mark the and like Mark Hamill surrounded by like it's like when every time you see the words Mark Hamill surrounded by a lot of black, it's good times. It's yeah. good times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, lame. I I, I, mean, I do feel like the exact moment too where you can't say that Mandalorian is not like the flagship of Star Wars right now. Like bringing Luke into it tying it off like this is star wars's flagship until another movie comes out at least like i think it's just it's just that's just the fact about it at this point stunning and then it was so funny because i did the um you know doing the reaction video and the thing about the reaction video is once the episode finishes you start reacting mm. so i I'm not watching to the end of the credits. And I know Lucasfilm, there were like Lucasfilm um, associated people that had been talking about credits for the last couple of weeks, like vague, like, like now, like, like they were just talking about credits, like, oh yeah, credits, people in product, you know, they love credits. Um, But now Mm -hmm. looking back, I'm like, oh, but to everyone's credit that didn't watch the credits, they don't really like normally at the end of the Mandalorian, I'm desperately trying to stop it. So because the credits go tiny and Disney gallery episode one starts yeah. to play. So yeah. It, yeah. that's the tell. <laughs> yeah. But you get, um, you get a list of like everyone who translated it into every other language. Yes. Like, the, the, the Disney plus credits just go on. You're like, all right, well let's go. like, yeah. <laughs> so bless you guys, but I don't need to know who could, who, who translated into Taiwanese. Yeah. Oh, that's, I have to edit that off but, the podcast. Yeah. Um, I mean, they do a great job. I just, <laughs> just ruined... steals Taiwanese algorithm. I hope you know that. I hope you just know. <laughs> the thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. good with it. I just, I just can't read it. I'm good with it. Yeah. Um. So, just a phenomenal. And I know we're going to talk about the end credit scene, everyone in the chat. Just <laughs> like I've never, it was just stunning. It was just stunning. Um, I, I'm forever grateful. I, 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 but I, 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 the whole, this is the thing, like these, these Luke Skywalker fans hanging on to this grudge for three years. It's like, like, did you just watch the lightsaber? (laughs) Did you not learn any of the lessons? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, like about anger. Like he he threw the saber away. Like Mm -hmm. it's just, um, it is just shocking. I I just feel like everyone Mm -hmm. misses an arc in that movie and that, the movie's point is not that Luke should have run off to the island and been a hermit, and that's what he should have done. Like the movie makes the point that he has to come back and make a stand and like be the and like everyone seems to forget that. I, I don't know how anybody can watch 
that crate scene and not think it is Star Wars at its best. Everything that happens on that, the imagery with the with the red on the white, the the moment of Leia losing hope and Luke appearing right then, the fact that Luke looks like the version of, of him that Kylo would remember and have respect for and be afraid of, Luke pushing the salt off of his shoulder, like just like that, just the defiant push of it and the the seer. The only thing that I would have done to fix that entire scene would have been make the saber green. That's the only thing that I would have done differently. But like otherwise, it is shot for shot. It is one of the most brilliant sequences that has ever happened in a Star Wars film. And I don't understand how people don't see that. And like, yeah, it's and it's not out of character for Luke. Like Luke, Luke learned from Obi-Wan, who did the exact same thing. And Luke faced with his own mistake was like i think i'm gonna make it worse if i keep trying to do stuff so i'm going to leave you know yeah you know he's, he's not like ahsoka who has no choice but to stick around and stay and she just does it like that's what's yeah mm-hmm. and, Preach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. and when people talk about it in, in in rise when they're like see luke's making fun of what happened in in return in last jedi when he grabs the lightsaber and says don't throw it away it's like no he's reacting to the journey he went on he is he's on the other side of his journey now mm-hmm. and that's why he's saying this now. he's making fun of himself for throwing it away it's ah I, he oh. says it <laughs> he says it he says <laughs> i was wrong yeah he says it out loud in the movie that's a line <laughs> yeah you gotta give a character an arc and they and, and ryan gave him such a great arc and it's brilliance, and it is this, it's the Ronin samurai thing at the end, and it's just, it's so brilliantly done, it's so well shot, it's so well acted, it's, I just, I don't know how anybody can look at that and not get what's happening with it, unless they just don't want to, but. <laughs> and and the thing is, is like, you've got it now. Yep. Like, doesn't yeah. that, like, you, like, like, I, like, like, I did an interview with the director saying this is all I want is ignite the green. And he had to feign not selling to me that it wasn't the look on his face was in retrospect, amazing. But like, I love the journey I went, like I I, I absolutely adored um, like how he was left as um, an inspiration to the galaxy. Mm -hmm. I I thought that was the coolest, coolest, coolest thing. But I, I just don't get now that, people got what they want and you know i was you know and they had the same experiences as us and but they're still bitter about like three years ago it's um it's just bizarre and this is the other thing and we 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 watch these from different angles we want different things but people go you know they they got the character right this time and it's like what's the character like he he like it's all, as I was like the metaphor, other person's whiskey. It, it, it's mm-hmm. he, he came in. It's awesome that he came in because we know him from the other movies, and then he did stuff like he did in the other movies. Yeah. Then he he just said, "Hey, little one, just give him permission. We can go." And yeah. You know, and and it was so amazing because of the from the other movies. And then he got like, there's no character. There's nothing. It's it's just like, it was like, hey, I loved it, but it was just comic book Luke Skywalker in live action. And it was, and, and I preface this with saying it was, you know, there's a video. It was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. It's concerning mm-hmm. at how important it was to me. Mm-hmm. Very concerning. <laughs> but it was just like, bleh. Like it, like you know, and and um, like it wasn't, 
it was just serving 12 year old me and he was very, very happy with it. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like defining or did like it did like such an amazing amount of little newness to it. It was just like sandbox, like, oh, and then he'd come in, he'd do and it was awesome, but it wasn't like anything to do with the character. Yeah. And it's also, this is five years after Return of the Jedi. This is not after what's happened, what happens with Ben, what happens with the rise of the First Order. Mm-hmm. And Luke Luke in Last Jedi is someone who has seen all the hope that he had for the universe that he thought he'd save crumble and turn to dust, largely because of his own failure as a teacher in his mind. Like that is that is a very different person than the person who was in the, is still kind of coasting on the success that you have had and is actually working yeah. to rebuild the Jedi thing. So, so that's that's why yes, the Luke in this episode is more like Return of a Jedi because it is still the same Luke. That doesn't mean that the version of Last Jedi is also not Luke. And I think hundred percent, Android, like you can hundred percent not like Luke's journey. And I think there is it's so tough when we talk about star about Star Wars because. There is such a difference between people who genuinely just don't like something for an objective reason and people who are just like using it as their as their vehicle to be angry. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard because you almost can't talk about the people who are toxic and angry about not the people who have legitimate criticism. Like, well, that's not what I meant by it. And it's like, okay, but that's not the same thing that I'm talking about right now. And I'm trying to focus on it's so tough. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this, was this episode has been very... We've had a lot of arcs this episode. Hey. It's what it should have. I'm good with it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Did I anything else happen in the episode? Well, it, there may as not have well of because I just had an out-of-body experience. I was... If you haven't watched it, you have to go watch this... Like, I, I don't want to like say like you have to watch this video of me, but it is... It's lunacy. It, it's, mm. it's sheer lunacy what this sh- silly movie has um, means to people. Mm-hmm. So I go on Twitter. I do my little Favreau is God thing. And I do also have to, like with like Twitter hyperbole, like Kevin Smith said, um, you know, Favreau's got giant balls for putting Luke Skywalker in and people are like, it's the most obvious thing ever. It's not giant balls. Yeah. It's like, just let Kevin Smith be Kevin Smith. Yeah. Like you don't have to analyze. Like it's not a contract he's writing. He, it's just like he gushes yeah. about everything. It's it's just like whatever's. Yeah, and honestly, uh, ask Ryan Johnson if it's the easiest thing ever to put Luke in something because obviously he did it in a way that people are furious at him years later. So it's it's not as the easiest thing ever to do. Um. Then I see on Twitter after I, I, I'm enjoying the sweet buzz of a couple of likes and retweets. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. After oh, and as well as my my Twitter feed, my Twitter feed's been a mess. It's going to take. I can't even go back to it till after New Year's. I feel like it's just it's it's out of control. But then I see after credit scene, those twin sons, baby. Yeah, which a sick part of me because I just. <laughs> I, no. I, no, 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 because I just, I, I, I kind of like it when people, like I, I get amused by it when people let things in Star Wars annoy them in a, like such a way. I was just like, 
back to Tatooine. Oh, yeah. The yeah. place that everyone complains about. And you know what this could lead to? This back to Tatooine business. Look, let's get it up. Let's get it up there. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. can watch. Toro could get back in there without a problem. He can get a robo tummy too. Dr. Mandible's giving him up. Could you imagine, right? So they have this this Luke Skywalker episode, and then they go into Jabba's palace and mm. they shoot everyone. And even if he gets shot, but imagine if Toro was in there. Could you imagine <laughs> like what would I I I I just like Oh my gosh. But, but they went the other way by featuring my most hated Star Wars character of all time. And that is Bib Fortuna. Yeah. That was... <laughs> they won the Wonga. <laughs> God, that was Sal. I felt like I was playing Sal. It was really good. I was like, wait, uh, are you playing the clip? You're going to get in trouble from this. <laughs> hey, I'm I also love, I just love like, like all of his. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, all of his things. No chat. It's so good. It's just so fun to watch the show with the subtitles on because I like that they actually make the point of crediting the person speaking. So, like, you actually see, like, Bib Fortuna and, like, saying it. It's like... Oh, I'll have to watch it with that. And actually, the the subtitles spoiled Bo-Katan before, if you didn't know who she was already, uh, it like, when she's talking, it says Bo-Katan. Like, it has her name speaking. And then also in the Jedi, uh, there's the episode... As soon as they reveal the the child's name is Grogu... Suddenly, all the subtitles say Grogu from then on instead of yeah. saying the child, which I thought was weird. But yet, the Mandalorian says still says the Mandalorian and not Din. Like they don't they, they don't keep calling him Din after the end of season one. They still just call him the Mandalorian. Well, they'd have to change the whole show name then. Yeah. I think it's just on brand. But a cool little thing that I didn't notice because I was too like it, it was all too much for me, this whole thing. But he's got his Kenner staff. Yes. Yep. That was the first thing I saw. And a, uh, a couple of extra tattooing kilos without being sort of someone to cast that stone. But, you know, game recognized game. Now, I, I, I don't... Say... Sorry, I, this is super chat. Uh, hey, Jeff. Bottom right guy. <laughs> Buy a cheap pork, but tea. And I, think, I, think he meant, I think he meant pork butt. Oh, oh okay. Oh, now I'm hungry. Okay. I've gotten into smoking and Jeff's done some deep diving. <laughs> I'm not above a Jabba's Palace slash Bomar Monk barbecue. Mm, some pulled beer. All about it. <laughs> oh, Malk, uh, are, you one, are you one of those people that post like photos of like the barbecue that you're doing. I'm very proud of my meat still. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, this is not an attack. I'm, this is friendly fire. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is, I, I'm, 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 yeah, don't, don't, I'm not doing this. I'm not. Um, like I, I don't like food photos, but when anyone posts like a barbecue, like I've, I've been cooking this for 18 days. I'm like, Good stuff. That's some good mm. stuff. So my, I, 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 and I, it inspires me. Tom, who's asleep now, he's probably dreaming about. He does some really good um, barbecue. And 
The rocking donkey is in the super chat. <laughs> Ribs for tuna. That's oh, nice. That's 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 not too shabby. But um, yeah, the Kenner staff I just thought was just such a a cool little from the, from the old toy. That's just such a, yeah. a a sweet bit of action. And then the layer tribute down the stairs. Yeah. yeah. Just the entrance. So so sick, and and the shooting of the chain I thought was it was a little bit landing yes. as well. So yeah, yeah that was good. that was cool. That was yeah. so cool. I With the head nod. Yeah, love that. Oh my god, that girl's there from um, special edition. Wait there, I'll pause it. Uh, I can't remember her name. The one who Boba's like, yeah, rubbing the chin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, his, that's his old girlfriend. Oh, pink Rizzo? hair. Yeah, pink hair at the back. She's the same species as Lazrazi. I can't remember what it's called now. Gosh, deep. Sal's going deep on us. Not deep enough, apparently. Can't remember the species. Thalothian. No, that can't be right. Ah, uh, Jeff, I appreciate the super chats, but. You're making me so hungry. I know. I, mean, no. I didn't eat dinner because we were starting the show, and now I'm like sitting here, like I have food that I want to eat. So please stop making me think about food. Oh, Catherine Neen's not making it any better. When I get to Bunnings, I'll post a photo of the sausage sizzle for you, Steel. That won't mean anything to Riley and Sal, but to me and Mulk, it is um, everything. It's very special. Very special. Now, I, 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 I like. I wish I could have watched this almost away from the Luke Skywalker thing because I haven't even really like. There's Jabba's palace. Mm-hmm. It's back. Yep. Insane, insane. So, but what I'm wondering with this book of Boba Fett, are they going to be doing some of the scenes with a bit of a, a de-aged Jabba's palace and we'll go back to Boba's time in there. That would be um, pretty nice to see some of his time. Um, some flashbacks. Yeah. Hmm. Got the set. And some of the cast, clearly. Hey, Riley just disappeared. Maybe Riley had to go and eat dinner. With <laughs> time. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. It's been quite a show. Um, and then you have got. I, I did. I did like Bib dropping his um, language to go Boba and talk to him. Mm. That was pretty sick. How and, good did the the like the cleaned up Boba armor look? I love it. I, Big I, fan. I like weathered, but I respect Boba's decision. Yeah, guys, got got some issues he needed to work through. You know, spend some time if in the Boba bit wants of the clean armor. I guess he can have clean armor. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a whole new Boba, baby. Look at this. This is why I love Boba Fett. Killing it. Punishes him. Grab that screen. that screen cap. Oof. What a shot. Mm-hmm. That is some good action. So, Sal, uh, where do you reckon this is leading? This book of Boba Fett. I mean, it already tells us book of Boba Fett. I think it's Boba and Fennec uh, 
building their empire? I don't even know. Like, he's not, he's back, question mark. Uh, and he wants to uh, rule things over from his little uh, former Jabba palace on Tatooine. I will say that I spoiled myself for this because when the like, hey, you like this, you should check out Clone Wars didn't come up. I was yeah. reading through the entire credit. And at one point I was like, Bib Fortuna, huh? Oh, really? I was like, was, I saw Bib Fortuna in the credits before the scene. No, I and then I was like, I was trying to think. I was like, "Huh, was he in the bar where they were having that like Mando standoff? Like, maybe he was in the background somewhere." Like, but normally they don't credit just people sitting down. And then this came up, and I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." But I was already kind of suspicious since it didn't say, "Hey, you like this? Go watch the Clone Wars." Hey, mm-hmm. you like this? Go watch the Clone Wars. Like it usually does. So I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna just sit and work it through because something's up." I did panic for a minute when both Fennec and Boba walked uh, onto the. The grid above the uh, rankle, uh, yeah. the rankle pit. <laughs> but, oh, this is going to get nasty. But Bob, Boba would know, right? Um, yeah, you've got, you got, right. got to remember your timeline. Fennec so wouldn't. <laughs> but, yeah. they Boba would warn her. That'd be part of the plan. After Jabba died, they wouldn't have the ability to go get another rancor. No way. Yeah. But um, David Lozano brings up a great point. Cobb Vanth, back in the game. Well, you'd hope. You'd have to be. They're on Tatooine. Yeah, man. That yeah, you're on Tatooine. I don't know if yeah. they're going to stay there. And we'll we don't get... know where Boba and Fennec fall in in the the grand scheme of who. Like, are they bad? Like traditional? Are they traditional bad guys or good guys? Or are they kind of in a murky middle ground where we will do whatever we want to do that suits us? I think it's that because they That's have what this theme suggests. No, but they've fulfilled their like they were honourable mm. um, by you know g- getting Grogu back. Now it's done. Now it's now it's back to self service. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I, I, I sort of I, I'm looking forward to seeing like a, a fun like any hero Boba Fett. That sort of like you know he's a he he's like our bad guy, that yeah. sort of thing. But mm-hmm. this shot is just like, like Phoenix face. Just everything. can I say how heartbreaking too? It was to see that the same day that Jeremy Bullock died, like it was such a weird oh. like sin. Like not to, not to be a bummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Gosh, now that um, Boba Fett. Is- Tended to being not just the coolest toy that everyone loves, yeah. <laughs> um, but because I, I am, I am definitely of that. There people excited about Boba Fett before, but this season of the show has turned me around on him so much, and so I, it makes me a little bit sad that like the kind of the day that like his character like ascended to a throne, literally on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now, Riley, you have done a lot of podcasts you know around LA with different comedians and it can get pretty intense have you ever been talked over by a bird before <laughs> I have been angrily tweeted at does that count the same way nah probably I I'd I, I choose the bird I, I'm actually choosing to think that I'm I'm choosing to believe that the, the more I think that I'm Ahsoka because of my hat that's what I'm assuming to believe is happening when the bird's cheering it I do love it like I would say this very emotional like tragic sad thing and then it's like the bird is going off in the <laughs> the bird is agreeing with you and wants you to be your best friend. 
There we go. It's Another ominous. face melter. So ominous. Yeah. All right. Let's take a lap. Wrap us up, Mulk, and give us a uh, give us your score out of ten. Glory! It is glorious to see what fans of the Star Wars universe can do with the Star Wars universe. It was delightful. Um, it it uh, another great bonding moment for me with my son, particularly just watching and enjoying that. Um, and 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 re not reconnecting. I mean, he's sixteen. He's starting to hate me. Um, but but just loving doing that every Friday was our Mandalorian date. You know, we would do stuff. We'd watch Mandalorian. Amazing. Um, this final episode, look, I know it's it's in in the best Spinal Tap way, it gets 11 out of 10. All righty. i, I got to mark that down as a 10 because I'm very... Um, I'll take it. You're a purist. I, I love mm-hmm. stats. I, I do have to say how you're saying, you know, how that was your, your tradition with your, your son... I um like it's been. Hey, I'm not sure if you guys have heard about this COVID thing, but it, it mm. is it is going to pick up. Trust me. COVID, you say? Um, that's the one. I don't yeah. see it happen. It's just a, it's just a flu. It's been um, yeah, it's been the year. We've all been there. Yeah, and, and to have this eight weeks of like the little. Like even with everyone like on YouTube and on Twitter and, and like, you know, gearing up all week and then, you know, doing, you know, like the Saturday night, like people like sort of lamenting that this is um, like the last review. Like it's been such a um, like pleasurable distraction and I, um, I, I'm sort of glad that next week's Christmas because then it will, I won't miss it. I won't mm. like, I won't think about not doing this because it would be, um, Releasing that on Christmas Day next year, you're killing me. I've got to say. At least your podcast can be the Saturday after Christmas. <laughs> like, True, true. But I've got to do that. Yeah, I'm going to be up all night editing the first. It's, yeah, fair. It's, 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 you know, but you do it to yourself, you know? Yeah. This is well, why. In this case, Dave and John are doing it to you. But yeah, otherwise, it's. Well, I, I have to think because I, I own like a sneaker store in Australia, right? And we had. This um, when Yeezy was with Nike, we we released his shoe, and there was like this overnight line for it for this lottery thing, and it was just like this guy was like, going, "Why are you making us stay up all night?" It's like four of them. Like I, I had to stay by the shop to make sure, you know, make sure there's like two hundred people and look after it. Why are you doing this to us? And it's like, it's not me. I'm just selling. The, like this is how much you want it. Like you are inflicting this on yourself. So it is I that are inflicting the late nights on myself. So I have to, um, ah, this is good. No way, Steel. We have to do a turkey roundtable, talk stuffing, gravy, white meat, dark meat. No turkey on my, <laughs> on my, um, on my table Christmas table. I, I mean, we did talk a lot about, about In-N-Out last time I was on your show. So it's not that far. Fa- and today was all barbecue. So we, it does happen. Oh, I'm not above, I'm not above talking about food, but. The, the, have you revisited the In-N-Out conversation? It, 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 it's, it's the um, idea of having turkey taking up valuable table space on my Christmas table. It's. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not going to happen. I, 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 would, I would move heaven and earth to get to my mom's turkey this year. As I'm sad that I, I, but I understand your feeling about it. But I would, yeah, I would, I would fly an X-wing into the into the launch bay of a of a galactic cruiser in order to get some turkey this year. But I get, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I, I just try to replicate my mom's 
like what she would present. So I, 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 I feel you. I feel you. Riley, let's talk about feelings. Let's yeah. talk about how feelings translate into a numerical value of art. One of the most important things is how we rate art through mathematics. So give me your final thoughts, your wrap-up of the episode, and um, that all-important numerical value. I mean, last time I was on the, this ep- this show, not the, Chris- the Thanksgiving one, was was after the Spider episode. And all the talk was like, when are things going to pop off with this show? When are things going to pop? And then the next week was the heiress. And the answer was from now on. So I, I think that knowing this moment, like I said, there was a time to drop this emotional atom bomb on the fans and do it in such a well way. This was the time to do it. And I think that especially after the, the week after the reveal of all these new shows and movies and all is coming in. Um, I think that there was a time to prove that this new era of star Wars has the goods. This was the time to do it. And I think they did. So I have to give it a 10 out of 10 because I feel like if I walked away from this star Wars episode going, eh, it's still not what I want out of star Wars. I don't know what else to say that I want out of star Wars anymore. So I, yeah, this is, it, this is 10 out of 10. I I am so excited to see what's going to happen with the Acolyte. I'm so excited to see what's going to happen with Justin Simeon's Lando project. I'm excited for all these things. But for what this was and where it was and when it was happening, thank you so much, Jordan. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the, I don't know what else to ask for out of this episode. And so I am giving it 10 out of 10 because I, I don't know what else to say. Excellent. And, and you make a good point. Like, Like this episode was it did have like an immense emotional core with um you know grogu and din and mm-hmm. you know what i like always envisaged was like this et moment where you know grogu had found his people and and din would have to say goodbye he'd be um the elliot and it happened far sooner i, I than i expected and and it's another whole podcast, but like, like, yeah. What what is the future of Grogu and Din on, yeah. on this streaming mm-hmm. service? But yeah. to to the point I was trying to make, inspired um, by what you're saying, it's like you know we had the like the ultimate fan service moment from where I sit, anyway, mm-hmm. and that can only be so fulfilling. But then you look at the. Kathleen Kennedy's got the board up with all the logos and it's like, mm. you know, Leslie Headland, like, you know, like mystery thriller set in the high Republic with Sith. And yeah. then you've got, oh. you know, you've got Ahsoka and you've got Lando and like, there's, there's so many. Like, yeah, and that Cassian well, show looks like it's going to be amazing. Cassian. Sorry. I, I, how do you even know? You know, I, like how? Full respect to Catherine Nate. Yeah. Cassian show. Like there is, all these different itches, like different styles of Star Wars, all, all part of like what, what I like to refer to as the Star Wars taco. Yeah. It says and a lot. Of, in there. Yeah. It says a lot about the Star Wars taco that out of all the things that were launched, the thing that I'm suddenly least excited about is Kenobi fighting Vader again. Like that's, it's yeah. how, how have we gotten to the point with the amount of Star Wars content that that is the thing that I'm like, eh, we'll see how it better be done well. Like it's exactly the thing. If they do it right, 
it could be amazing, but it's the thing that I think has the hardest risk of not being done right. So, yeah, yeah, I'm 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 fascinated with how that will play out. I do say though, I have softened that I was just like nah nah nah, and then and I hate it when people do the Star Wars like they're Star Wars lawyers. And they're like, there was this line in the movie and you could make it sound like this. Yeah. I normally hate it, but I'm in a good mood. And the the Darth Vader thing in Return of the Jedi of like Obi-Wan once thought as you do to Luke. Yeah. If they work that line, if they do it right, then it 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 could be pretty amazing if they do it right. Yeah, that's but if, they, if they give Darth Vader the high ground over Obi Wan, that'll be that'll be my Han not shooting first. That yeah, that'll be yeah, my yeah. moment of like, no, you do not take away this meme from us. Yep, and let's add in Taika to the Taka, right? We don't even know what he's doing yet. Oh, he's that's, like, that's, some of the yeah. safest hands in Hollywood after Favreau. And that's the best one. That's that's yeah. the one I'm most excited about. Yeah. Um, so let's go. Everybody was complaining <laughs> I didn't have Star Wars stuff in my background, so here's my daughter's helmet. Anyway, hey, yes. Yeah. Season three. Steel knows that. Steel knows all the seasons. I, 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 need to the I need to clarify. The RF works. What? Yeah. Not, not everyone was complaining. It was just one person. However, he did pay money <laughs> to have it shown on screen, so that's pretty important. Again, from where I sit. Uh, <laughs> Second shout out to everybody calling me the death metal guy. Really happy about that. <laughs> yeah. I've been the Star Wars guy for like a good five years. So it's good to be the death metal guy again. Yeah. Uh, I haven't felt like the death metal guy since like after high school. <laughs> um, this show, this episode really, it almost, it was so satisfying. If this was a series finale, I think people would be pretty happy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how else you can like, you can bring all those things together and make it satisfying in that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. so the fact that they like, I know, like, it, we just went off on on Luke Skywalker and how dope he was, and we skipped over a lot of like the night owls jumped off a bridge and then jetpacked up on the sides and shot stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kara hit people with her gun at one point, like. Yeah. Uh, it, like Fennec was crescent kicking blasters out of people's hands and then mm-hmm. punching them. And then like, uh, uh, you know, what is it? Casca Reeves was like throwing people to the floor and then shooting them on the ground. Yeah. Like, I know that's one all. One of the times that Kari real. hit one of the troopers with a gun, the gun broke. <laughs> so there, was, there was so much stuff in this, but then not like you take that action, right? Like I like martial arts and stuff like that speaks to me, but then you take the like heart, of the story like there's an emotional weight to like luke skywalker showing up to us because we were there when we cared about luke skywalker and like that was our star wars mm-hmm. but there's also like if you're not us if you just watch this star wars and nothing else somebody shows up and there's a moment for you because yeah. you watch this journey of din and grogu and you got that payoff yeah yeah you know what i mean like yeah. that moment where he says goodbye to grogu and Grogu's going away, and it's the same foundling shot that we got, you know, when Din was found. And yeah, at the end of season uh, one, when he's flying away with the jetpack with Grogu right yeah. over his shoulder, like they gave us that. Like yeah. they gave us they gave us their expressions and they sat on those expressions for a while. So like I just don't think you can <laughs> I just don't think you can 
beat it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's got to be a ten. Yeah. Whatever happens next, it's gonna be great and it's gonna be gravy. But if that had never happened, like this would have been uh, the perfect. If you told me that this was the end, yeah, mm-hmm. I would have said like thank you. I mean, season one chapters. ended with him getting the quest of you have to return this foundling to yep. his people, and that is what he has done at the end of this thing. So that could easily be yeah. like he has done his quest, and they did it without like, killing there, him. Yeah, there's plenty more story to tell. We got Din with a dark saber. We got an upset Bo-Katan. We got Boba Fett on the throne. Like we got so much left to do. But as far as what the heart of this show yeah. is, Din and Grogu, we got that, and it was paid off well. And it was like I don't know what the uh, what the press people call like to call satisfying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna say ten. Yeah, yep. that's all I have to say. Anything, Mariah? No. Okay, good. <laughs> Listen, it was quite a time. <laughs> Much like Return of the Jedi. I don't think this is the best episode, quality-wise but it's my favorite mm-hmm. and that's what counts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm walking in a 10, making it the yeah. first ever perfect 10 episode, 10 round, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. I can't mess up the division on this one because you're dividing <laughs> a bunch of tens by 10. It is uh Still 10. I, I I feel I feel satisfied with 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 being a Star Wars fan. So um, mm-hmm. that's that's all you need. And you know, I, I I sort of would like you know if we see Grogu again, like I don't know. I guess we need a story to explain that he wasn't at the. Um, at the, at, yeah, yeah, they're not gonna. That would be you know. nice. But um, you know, just just say that was the end. It, it was it was a beautiful end to such an unexpectedly um like heartwarming series. Like the the yeah, way mm-hmm. it was the way we went into. It, I remember being at celebration, sort of going, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be about a bounty hunter." That that's cool. Yeah. That, that's that's mm-hmm. cool, and then you know, as I said at the top of the episode, we get that reveal um, that, like you know, and I said this, you know, in reviewing the first episode was I, I liked it. It was in Star Wars, and it was fun, and it looked amazing. But it was it didn't like it. It didn't have that thing. And I, I like as I was watching, I was like, oh, this is good. This is good. But then at the end of the first year, uh, episode when it, when Grogu, Baby Yoda was revealed and yeah. then it was like, oh, that's what it needs. The force. The force was missing. And they put it in in this total like new way. Um, and then like the just the unexpected journey. Like, like we have to just look like the way they kept certain things. Like, and I know all the leaks, you know, of like Ahsoka and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. all that is a bummer, but like they, they kept those two bangers, mm-hmm. which are like yep. in like, like, you know, this year and last year, they're my, they're my Star Wars moments. Mm-hmm. And 
Someone, I I should find this in the chat because I'd like to credit whoever um, said it because it did make me laugh. Oh, I'll hit this super chat. Billy Davis, our buddy, uh, up in SF. Thanks for doing this every week, Steel. The season of Mandalorian has been amazing. Can't wait for more Star Wars. Acolyte is my most anticipated. Mine too. Yeah. I, I, even, though, even though it's probably the one we know the least about right now, it's the one that I just I am so excited for it. I cannot find... Oh, there it is. Blarp. If this was shown in theaters, I would have been kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> I I hadn't thought like what would have been that like if like if that was in a cinema like mm-hmm. in normal days and it would have been packed like would it have just been like 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 six hundred people in a room all mm-hmm. crying to, like that would have been like imagine you know how they do that like that that green camera of like. Final Destination 17. I can imagine the green camera of everyone just like... I actually think it would have been impossible for them to keep the the Luke secret secret if it was a movie. I think that like that that is one of the 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 benefits of this televised version of it. I think for some reason they're able to keep these secrets a little bit safer than if you have there's like because you can do it episode by episode and wait to release mm-hmm. the cast and stuff. I think that if this had been a movie thing, it would have been way harder to keep that secret. Mm. I hope it stays that way because now I have a feeling that the way things are going, people are going to start paying more attention to this stuff and digging in these places. Yeah, I agree. You know, whereas usually they sit on the movie sets and they just wait. Well, such and such is filming a movie. We yeah. saw uh, what is it like? We saw Hawkeye's daughter's suit. There's here's a photo. Yeah, now they're going to be looking for. I don't know who's going to be sneaking into uh, what do they call it the, uh, the, uh, the 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 place yeah. with all the LED screens. The volume. Oh, the volume. We just oh, snuck yeah. into the volume and we got a picture yeah. of. Yeah, I yeah. think the volume helps well, keep things more protected. The volume does, but... and I actually wonder if they leak out the leaks that they they let the leaks that they get leaked out because they know they have a bigger thing hidden, and people will think that like they'll think of social was the yeah. biggest thing season and now it's like oh no we got something bigger for you but have fun with your ahsoka rumor you know Mm. yeah 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 good call Mm. um well that brings us to the end let's uh like i i have to say like a massive thanks to everyone that has joined us and it's sort of grown momentum um like either live and, and and afterwards there's like a lot of people that um check it out. So thanks so much. If you're not watching live, leave us a comment. I, I try to get back to them all. Um, check out the reaction video. And then there's another reaction with me and um, Hawes directly after just trying to, to work it all out. And um, we'll be back on Monday at uh, the 4 PM Pacific, um, 7 PM Eastern for a couple of days. Then we'll take a hiatus, but there, there is um there's a lot of Star Wars. Um, there's Mark Hamill interviews and stuff. So we'll, we'll talk all about that. Um, Stephen Malk in Australia. Um, TV Black Box is um, if you are in Australia and you want to follow what's happening in TV news, it is very entertaining. Uh, let us know your sweet, sweet plugs. Yeah, I met Steve Malk on all the socials that you would care to follow me at. Uh, and as you said, the TV Black Box or TV Binge Box podcasts are available in your, your, all of the feeding places. And tvblackbox.com.au is where we rant about the state of television 
in Australia, which is very close to and related, but reasonably different to America Town. Excellent. Riley, who apparently uh, she is the oh, MVP. Yes. 100%. 100%. And that's saying a lot because David was not agreeing with me about, about Last Jedi. So that makes me feel really good <laughs> that we actually met in the middle somewhere. So thank you. Uh, let us know where we can track you down. Uh, the best place to find me, especially for Star Wars related stuff, is just at Nerdist.com. I write a lot of stuff for that site, and I've written quite a few Star Wars pieces. Um, I actually, strangely, as always, I don't think I wrote a single piece about this season of The Mandalorian because I think I was experiencing it so much as a fan. But uh, I wrote a lot about Ahsoka's stuff in the end of last season of Clone Wars, so I definitely have all of that in there. Um, but yeah, Nerdist.com. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Riley J. Silverman, and you can find me on Instagram at Riley Silverman. And uh, thank you. Fab. I'm so glad to be back for this. This is great. Sal, where will your owls, <laughs> owl be appearing next? Let us uh, know. You can hear from me. My oh, actually, family, wait, 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 wait. I've got to ruin. I've got to ruin your little sizzle here. I listen to your podcast every week, The Rogue Rebels, where mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. And, 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 and your amazing wife and your family, um, mm-hmm. Liz, Lizzie, and Axel, Breakdown. Well, you've been doing Mandalorian right now. Yeah. I listen to it every week. Every week I listen to it. It's just audio, right? Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard any wildlife in, the, in <laughs> any episode. <laughs> like, not a hint, not a bark, not a not a not a not a cheap. How have you not heard barks? First of all, the dogs keep interrupting that podcast all the time. Maybe I cut some of them out. Uh, the we record that one in Axel's room. But when I get on with you guys, grandma complains I'm too loud and she goes to sleep and we go till 11 o'clock. So I came downstairs today to record. All right. It checks out. So, it checks out. Yeah. All that's right. where, that's where we are. But it is, um, it, it, it's, it's such a cool podcast to listen to. Tell us all about it, Sal. I apologize, but I, um, uh, I am who me, I am. My family and I are a Star Wars costuming family if you couldn't tell. So um, we talk about all things Star Wars. I read all the books and comics. You can check all of that out at the... No. You can check all of that out at theroguerebels.com. We are on Instagram at theroguerebels. I am on Twitter at Sal I Make Music because why do my kids need to be on Twitter? That's not a thing. Um, The birds, you can check all of the birds' doings at theroguerebels.com. Just go check it out. Where our podcast is the Rogue Rebels podcast. Right now, we have a segment. Like, Axel's a teenager right now. So he's in, like, I'm a little too cool to podcast. And, like, I don't need to sit in there for two hours and talk about Star Wars like you fools. But I have a new segment called Ask Axe. His name's Axel. But there's a character in The Mandalorian called Axe Woves. And I've done my best to convince him yes, I am the father of one of the Star Wars geek girls. Yeah. Uh, I've convinced Axel that Axe Woves was named after him. <laughs> uh, I'm like, just next time we talk to Filoni, it'll be. I'm sure he'll tell you the same thing that I'm telling you right now. Is that he named it after you? It's fine. Like, do you want to paint up some blue Mando suit or what? Like, what are we doing? Um, but yeah, that's what we do. Obviously, we're not doing a lot of charity events at the moment because You're selfish so- now. So we don't care about charity people. We're not even doing anything. I'm death metal guy now. 
Who cares about Star Wars? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so check us out at therogerebels.com. Check out our podcast, The Rogue Rebels. And that's all I got. Hey, good times. Excellent. Um, yeah, thanks, everyone. This has been um, what an experience, huh? What an experience. And, and next week's Christmas. Um, again, uh, if do the algorithm thing, the more people that like this, it makes the whole thing easier. And if you like, there's a snowball thing. If, if you like get it out there, then other people and blah, 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 blah. blah. So if you like it, I, I'd love to do these Saturday night shows, you know, when there's not um, a, a show, just do Star Wars news, just muck about, tell jokes, show silly things. Um, so get behind it. But, for this season of the Mandalorian Roundtable, let's close the door. Say goodbye. If you go six more minutes, you, you had to, to do it. <laughs> you had to and do when it. When the door shuts, the music cue finishes on the door close. So good. Yeah, yeah. The music is fire. Oh, my heart is breaking again. Oh. And, and it's, almost, it's almost a Star Wars star wipe as it happens too. It's almost like yes. oh. it's amazing. But um thanks Thank so you. much, uh everyone. I uh I have like you guys are on here, um and like everyone's on here for because I like hearing um your opinions. And sometimes you agree with me, sometimes you don't, but they're always well thought out. And so that's why I like everyone that's been on throughout the season it's um it's been super fun um that's it it's time to say goodbye it's really sad but clearly this episode has gone on for long enough so may that force be with you Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.